0: Welcome back to Word Balloon, the comic book conversation show. John Sutras here. Great conversation tonight. It's the Bendis Tapes, the summer edition. How did Brian Bendis spend his summer vacation? Well, if you've been paying attention lately, uh, some interesting things have come up this week for Brian Bendis. Uh, he's on the cover of a prominent magazine in Oregon. We're going to talk about that. But uh, you might have also heard about the news uh, regarding Marvel movies. Uh, Kevin Feige, the head of Marvel Films. Uh, was uh, given, I don't know if you call it a promotion or or exactly what you call it, but uh, he will now uh, only answer to uh, the head of Disney and no longer has to answer to Ike Perlmutter, the head of Marvel Incorporated. If it's related or not, all of a sudden reports have come out that the Marvel movie panel has suddenly been uh, dissolved, reduced in operations. We're really not sure. We don't have a lot of uh, information on hard facts of what that means to the Marvel creative movie panel uh, which consisted of uh, Alan Fine but more importantly Dan Buckley Joe Quesada and Brian Bendis and uh, right now everything uh, is really under speculation and it's good to have Brian here to clarify his role at Marvel and how this impacts him and uh, I said earlier on uh, social media that Brian walks a tightrope regarding this stuff um, he's under non-disclosure agreements So it's uh, going to be, unfortunately, uh, there is some information I think that is passed on that we can all kind of connect uh, some dots if we want to. But I think until a better and bigger official word happens, uh, I'm not sure how people will regard uh, the 20 or so minutes that we spend talking about the uh, Marvel creative movie panel and where it stands currently. How's that for, uh you know, ambiguity? Uh well, Like I said, we're both walking a tightrope on this one. But, no, it's a great conversation. Then we get into stuff like uh, what's going on with the all-new Marvel. And Brian has a lot of uh, comics he hadn't done in a long time that he wanted to mention. A lot of his friends and just books in general that he really likes. And I chime in with some comics as well and books. And we get that kind of uh Bendis tape conversation going on. Then... Uh, Afterwards, uh, we're going to give you uh, something that we recorded about a month ago, which was uh, Brian uh, getting started in L.A. uh, writing uh, the second season of Powers. It was uh, about a month after the San Diego Comic-Con, and Brian had settled in and uh, started working on the second season of Powers for uh, Sony PlayStation, and uh, great information on that. And, uh, also, uh, Brian's, uh, thoughts on the Jessica Jones Netflix series as it, uh, prepares to get going. And, uh, just, uh, really good stuff about, uh, what's been going on this summer for Brian. So, uh, it is a jam-packed, as you can tell from the size of your file. And when you look at your timer and go, really over three hours, almost four hours of conversation here. That's right, kids. So strap in. It's, a, it's a, a super deluxe Bendis tapes to, uh, wrap up the summer. And uh, give you a tease of what's coming up in the months ahead for Brian and beyond. Uh, right here on Word Balloon. It's all brought to you by the uh, Cincy Comic-Con, which is happening September 12th and 13th at the Northern Kentucky Convention Center. Uh, Man, it's just coming up. We're uh, about a week away, and uh, some people just added. Brian Ewing, Steve Lieber, Cameron Stewart, Brendan Fletcher, and Brian Level are uh, all going to be there, uh, in addition to a Great Fables panel featuring Bill Willingham, Matt Sturgis, and Chris Robertson, but they'll be there all weekend to uh, sign and meet fans. And uh, Jeremy Bastian, Ryan Brown, Colin Bunn, Chris Burnham Sean Crystal Matthew Clark Evan Dorkin Sean Dove Mike Norton Ray Fox Mike Hawthorne Tony Moore of course uh, one of our hosts Kevin McGuire Jeff Parker Phil Noto Eric Powell Rick Remender Derek Robertson Man, so many great creators that are going to be there at Cincy Comic-Con. I hope you can join us next weekend. If you're in the tri-state area, totally worth the trip. Uh, Come on down. For more information on the con, go to com. And by the way, veterans, you should know that on Sunday uh, you will be admitted uh, free of charge if you either have your discharge papers or your current military ID. That's all you need to get in. So I think that's a really nice thing that uh, uh, Tony and uh, Kara and Kendall, the hosts of Cincy Comic-Con, are doing for our vets, Cincy Comic-Con, September 12th and 13th next weekend uh, in Covington uh, at the Northern Kentucky Convention Center, just over the river of Cincinnati. I hope you'll be there and I hope to see you and I could say hello in person. All right. Without further ado, let us bring you this very newsworthy special edition of the Bendis Tapes. Me and Brian Michael Bendis now on Word Balloon. I'm all set with my uh, Donald Trump. Uh, I've been
1: working on it a little bit. No, you should stop. Stop right now.
0: No, no, I'm better. It sounds better on the phone. And actually, I'm just like right now. I'm discombobulated because it's been that kind of day.
1: What's going so. on in your life, John?
0: Oh, good God! Well, I think you win as far as uh, headlines. But what do you uh, mean? Because
1: I'm on the cover of Oregon Jewish Life. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Jealous? Very much so. <laughs> yeah.
0: Are you kidding me? Are you? I, as I told you, I've got last year's swimsuit issues somewhere. <laughs>
1: And you were so, on the cover of uh The Greek Star. The Greek Star in Chicago. Wow. <laughs> I wasn't on the cover. Okay. But they they did
0: they had a they wanted to do an article about superhero movies. Gotcha. And they're like, hey, word balloon. And I'm like, okay.
1: There you go. That was cute. It, looked, it was uh, nice. Fifty most eligible Greek Chicago bachelors.
0: Yes, that have two eyebrows instead of just the one. There's T Bore, <laughs> the West Side, <laughs> and there's Suntress.
1: <centrist. laughs> there you go.
0: <laughs> my money's on Tibor. All right. Yeah, that's a big thing. So, what did you talk about in in uh, boys' life in Oregon?
1: Uh, no, it was Oregon <laughs> Jewish life, not boys' life. A whole other <laughs> um, I, I I don't know. I haven't actually seen the article yet. Um, that, that picture was texted to me by uh, some of my uh, Hebrew friends in in the Oregon <laughs> community. Um, I'm actually. Going home tomorrow. I'm in Los Angeles right now. My yes. last uh, couple days, um, my last couple days here in Culver City working on Powers before we go to Atlanta to shoot Powers. Wow. Oh, yeah. Are, you, Very are you guys done writing? Well, oh, done writing enough to start. That's you, that's how okay. it goes. Like the writing keeps going, and yeah. production uh, starts. So we we have many scripts in. So we have. Months of things to shoot, and while those cool. are being shot, the other things are being written.
0: Well, sure, okay. Every, right.
1: every show is like that. That's not a
0: excellent. A, Does a, it start this month or next or next month?
1: A couple weeks. Okay. Yeah, literally, I uh, go home for a little over a week, and then off to Atlanta for um, prep work and table reading and all all this other cool stuff and location scouting and then we 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 start we start filming and then I wrote the second episode and uh so I'll be producing that one myself uh which is scary and interesting um, yeah i know uh, who's showrunner has this he has all the writers produce the which is a very good plan um but and it's also good because um there's so much new as i talked about um to you before there's so much new things going on with the show now that we uh I want to be there to watch them un- unveil and then slide into my episode.
0: I understand. No, I've uh, you know Loeb would tell me not only on Shield but you know Heroes too. How fun it was to really you know get in the nitty-gritty of of any any aspect of production that he wanted casting, you know, on the sta- on the set or whatever and post whatever whatever was necessary and you know how much of an education obviously it is.
1: It is and 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 even though I've been involved in other productions mm-hmm. because of the level of talent behind the scenes, it, this feels like advanced class to me. This feels like, well, these people really know what they're doing. So I'm, I'm very grateful for that, um, situation. So, yeah. So, uh, and then, uh, the family will come down to Atlanta. Um, every, every kid's dream. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it was more, more fun visiting daddy and, uh, Los Angeles, but anyway, uh, so yeah, so it's it's uh, all all cool and smooth, and and then I and then I woke up this morning to find out journalism was dead, so that was fun.
0: <laughs> now is that regarding uh, uh, Oregon Jewish life?
1: Yeah, no, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. No, physically. <laughs> so, um, and I, I know you're dying to talk about it, and and yes. there's going to it'll get a little weird here because uh, of all the people involved in whatever this story is and what we're getting now is a lot of um, unsubstantiated uh, uh, quotes and things like that. Um, should, I,
0: should I title it, at least for what we know from the stand- sure, uh, yeah, go story? ahead, go ahead. No. Okay, I mean, the word is that um, now Kevin Feige, and you, you might be able to clarify this more, uh, reports directly to Disney, no longer to Ike Perlmutter, and as a byproduct of that, the Marvel Creative Movie Panel has uh, disbanded. and At least that is the report that I am hearing.
1: Yes, and of all the people involved in this um, story, I am the only one that I know of who has a non-disclosure agreement, yet a very public profile. So if, if if you want to talk to me about it, I'm easier... To uh oh uh oh, <laughs> yeah,
0: I am <was> <laughs> sorry, our the, time the, is the, up. That would be Brian's lawyer indicating that off. he is reaching a red red point. So let's move on now to uh, <laughs> film for the forties.
1: Um no I, I I I have people texting me all day, but uh <laughs> um, but um, that's, yeah, that's,
0: that's that's Cal Fegley from CBR right now. What the uh, hell's going on?
1: Talk um, to me. No I, I will tell you um, that. I, 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 I've been, I'm not allowed to talk about anything good or bad. Like, there's good things and I, I can't talk about those. Like, I'm not allowed to talk about anything legally. So it's weird that I'm the most accessible person in a story and I'm not allowed to say a damn thing. You know what I mean? So I, I apologize for that. Now, um, that said, what I found very interesting, I know you like this shit too, is That's okay, so, so there's a story and it was run on a lot of different websites multiple times. Like some of it was multiple headlines. So it's certainly by, by no means the most important story of all time or ever, but it was worth more than one article by many, many things. I am named in almost all of them that I can tell. Guess how many Media requests I received on this subject in the last two days? A hundred. One. One. One person, and I'll even say who it was. And yeah, Com- Albert Chang- yeah, We're going to talk tonight anyway, so go on. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not talking about you because you knew what we yeah. were talking about. Albert yeah. King at Comic Book Resources is the only person <laughs> in all of entertainment media. Who reached out to me to ask for my comment? so everything you've read is people cutting and pasting other people's things that they had. Isn't that fascinating? Mm-hmm. and I, 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 I truly don't care. I don't want to be part of any of this, you know, but I just as a as a journalism nerd as you are as I am, mm-hmm. it is fascinating how far. Things have fallen. That a story that was worth reporting on more than once, no one did their own work, at all. No one reached out to anybody to ask for a comment or opinion.
0: And you know this because you've talked to Buckley and Casada, the other. I'm just talking
1: about. I'm just talking about me. All right. Okay. And here I am. I'm on. That
0: Alberts the person that's contacted you, and despite all these other news sites reporting on the story,
1: nobody did any homework. They just cut and pasted someone else's stuff. Right. Fascinating. That's how far. Yep. And then I'll, okay. And this is stupid. This is a dumb thing that really nobody even knew the creative committee existed except for I think me talking about it. I don't think anyone else has ever talked about it. True. I, I don't. I can't remember.
0: Well, uh, Joe. When I have Joe on, I always Joe talk to about Joe it? about it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I ask him to. Um. And I'm always interested in whatever contributions the committee made to the films. So yeah, as each film has come out since I've been talking to you guys. Yeah. I've, I've asked Joe questions. Dan won't talk just because Jan- Dan is more worried about NDAs than anyone I know, including you.
1: Yeah, you know what? And I got to tell you, and, and this is, I, I know Dan very well. You would love to have Dan on your show. He he, he truly would be a fascinating guest and I'm not rubbing it in, but one of the things I love about him is that he wouldn't go do an interview that we couldn't do you know what I mean like he wouldn't even do that he'd just be cool well no I understand so anyway I just was I was thinking today how, how 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 you know silly this story is in relation to the problems of the world and how little effort was put into the reporting of it and good lord what's going on with real stories
0: Well, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's just a reminder of like, holy shit. And then it's also just, you know, people believe in whatever they read. It's very funny.
0: Well, I also know that the amount of, you know, comic journalists uh, out there that are actually, you know, getting paid to do what they do and have the time, and I'm not giving them excuses. Yes. But um, this is, I'm sure that's why you get this kind of, Five-year-olds attacking a soccer ball—kind of mentality of, oh, that's the story. All right, ah, and we're all just going to,
1: like yeah, you said, absolutely. cut the paste. Yeah, and no, I I, agree. I, I, I don't want to. Oh, poor Brian! I'm not doing that. It's just what's fascinating I, to me, um, uh, the realities of how it affects me. are As I, I, I just posted on Tumblr, um, are, are very. There's no change in my life. Like, uh, like there were some reports that I've been completely fired from Marvel. That is. Obviously, not true at all on right. any level. Um, I'm under contract. I just resigned last year, so I'm under contract for quite a while. And, uh, you know, I, it just so happened to be that today I, I talked to Axel and, and, uh, Joe and Tom and, uh, emailed back and forth with Dan about this cool shit that we got coming, uh, that we're all very excited about. So, Like my day actually isn't different, if that makes sense. So the rest of it, if if if, if, I I don't see any official statement from anybody that's been made, so that that's why there's like nothing I can comment on. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I know
1: that I I know I know this sounds frustrating, but I really did sign an NDA the size of, of the phone book. Uh, no, I
0: get that, and
1: I just you know and 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 i and I did voice to how it's not fair that i'm uh, I'm the one on a podcast, and i, I can't say shit, you know so <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: Thank no. You.
0: no, I appreciate that, and i and oh, no, and you know um well, there's two things, one, obviously, yeah, i mean this this represents i, I this is all editorial, this represents yeah. um a, a potential shift in the tone of the Marvel movies. I think that most people would say that the the sea change that we've seen since Iron Man has mostly been positive and the big difference has been the involvement of people from the comic book side uh, being involved in the movies. That's obviously about to change. Are you even able to say that... It, I mean, it sounded like Civil War was something that the creative panel was involved with. Is Doctor Strange the last production that you guys were involved with? Are you able to even tell me that?
1: Uh, no, I don't think I am. <laughs>
0: okay. No, uh, no i uh, no, You know, that, no comment
1: is And I'm thinking you know. back to what we've talked about. I do think I, I do have talked about we were involved in, in – in, yeah, I don't know what I'm allowed to say. <laughs> well, you know, I'm just going to stop. I, I'm just well, and
0: full, full disclosure, honestly, and uh, unless, unless you know, I get some legal things saying that I can't, and I don't, I don't think that's the case. I there will be a word balloon episode that might be kind of a Zapruder film where we're going to like, I'll probably edit together just various you know things about the creative panel because much like the creative summits for the comics, it was just interesting conversation and. Um, history will someday tell the story of how much involvement there was by this panel during this period, and truly when this period ended. So, and if, and you know, hey, I, I hope things do relax, and if you are able to
1: talk, well, person, I, I, I it, truthfully, you know, uh, maybe maybe in a month we can talk yeah. more openly. I just, uh, sure, there's uh, that too. I, you know what I mean? And I and I hope because yes. yeah, you know I like to talk about this stuff, and and. Uh, I, um, but in this instant, it's, it is literally not mine to talk about. It is, it's, it's, it's as egregious of me as, as talking about the, the spoilers in someone else's book. It is just not mine to talk about. So, I hear you, man. so I, 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 um, just, you know, she, it. I just, you know, I, I do, I, it's funny how it becomes telephone and be, it and like the story that was reported isn't enough. So people add things onto it. Like, uh, uh, I, I heard Axel murdered Brian, you know, so um, – <laughs> it, 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 and and, and, it, and it's weird to hop online and see a narrative being displayed, and then my actual life uh, is not that. So that's weird. You, you know what I mean?
0: I, I, I'm sorry, and I – yeah, I can't
1: believe that. Yeah, no, and again, I, everyone saw it, so it's not like no one knows what we're talking about. Um, but that's that. All right. Yeah, that was so disappointing to you. You thought you were going to get a scoop. No,
0: no, no, right. no. I was hoping to, you know, uh, more just in terms of, like I said, I, I just, I, I think that uh, we all felt. Again, I, I think for the most part, because yeah, there are people that might have had certain problems with certain movies or whatever. But I, I just, I believe that. Uh, the creative panel was a positive thing, just like uh, having Jeff Loeb in charge of Marvel Television is a positive thing, because it's, it's people who understand the characters. Yeah. And I think that, you know, God, I just talked to Rob Meyer Burnett, um, who made that William Shatner comedy, Free Enterprise, kind of making fun of the Star Trek fans. Eric McCormick from Will and Grace was in it, um, and Rob is one of those guys making the Star Trek fan film, and um, not the one with Chekhov, the other one. And um, he was telling me that, you know, for the longest time, Paramount did not want Star Trek fans working on Star Trek because they felt they were too close to the material. So and funny. it, was, it really
1: wasn't. What's that? It's so funny. I've heard this before. Yeah, it's so funny. Yeah.
0: And it really wasn't until that last season of Enterprise that they kind of let. Um, and I always forget who the showrunner was. Is it Tracy Torme? I don't I think know. it was. He went, later was on uh, CSI. And I, I forget the, which. No, Manny, Manny uh, Coto, Manny Cotto. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's showrunner that people might know, and um, he uh, also did Odyssey 5, but anyway, he was a Star Trek fan, and they were some of the best Enterprise episodes, because it tied into the lore, and it was obvious that he understood the, the universe, and really brought the, you know, and had other writers that, that you know, felt the same way.
1: Yeah, so, I, I always, there was, you know, years ago, um, probably more than I care to admit, John Byrne had that whole, he, there's too many fans working at Marvel, like, we're just fanboys and they weren't real Marvel comics. And I was, I was like, well, weren't you that? I mean, what? Right. Well, you weren't you a fan of Kirby? And that's why you, like, it like, isn't the line very clear that you were a fan and wanted to do it for a living. So why was it okay for you and not for us? It was a weird, it was a weird insult. Like who? who yeah, and Jemis,
0: I know. Jemis, I think when he took over, had that kind of sentiment. As I well, remember.
1: a little bit. I actually, this one I know a little bit more about. Yeah, but please. Bill, Bill and I and I would have been in a room with Bill, where Bill, very happy with me and Mark, and he would, out loud, try to formulate how to reproduce us. You know, like 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 I was this perfect mesh of Marvel fanboy and indie. Comics guy and, mm-hmm. you know, diehard craftsman, like obsessed with craft, right? And then and Mark was like this anarchist uh, wh- who loved heroes. And it was like this mix of things that he would want to, like, reproduce in a laboratory uh, out, out of other creators or something. It was really funny. And I, and I felt he was – and I, I told him this at the time. I go, you're like Russell Crowe in A Beautiful Mind. You're like reaching for numbers in the sky that none of us can see trying to make something that you can't make, you know what I mean? And, uh, and you're driving yourself insane, trying to do it. So it, 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 it was, it was more like that than anything. Like he, he didn't <laughs> want, he didn't want, he didn't mind fan fans of the, of the characters, but he didn't want you, you just, That wasn't the only requirement. He wanted more things out of you, you know? And, mm-hmm. uh, and so that it was more like that, but the, but the insult thrown at like people who make comics, um, they're just fans. and I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's a really good news. Like, wouldn't you want fans? Of course. Of yeah. Course. But, but, but I do, I do agree with Bill's thing where it has to be uh love of to not just, it, it's a love of character. Do you love the character or you love the character of your childhood? Because the, to the characters have to stay alive. They have to keep moving and changing and evolving and uh, if you're just repeating things from your childhood, then they're probably going to just be crappy comics. You know, a, a, a shadowy version of something you really liked. So, that, sure. that, and that's always, you know, there's this thing that we have to fight against. You know what I mean? It, it, it's, it's um, I mean, even in my earliest days on Daredevil, the, the instinct to just do Frank Miller is overwhelming because you loved it so much. And then, and then you, you remind yourself, know what you liked about it is that he, he, he went off the rails and tried something else. So that's what you should do. If you really are a fan, you should do what he did and not imitate him, but do your own version of taking it to that other place. So um, that, that's that big mixture. And I know you're getting back to what – I know we're derailing again because you're talking about that the creative committee was this um, – or may still be this uh, brain trust of, uh, of um, people who really give a shit. And uh, on on, on that level, I can tell you wholeheartedly, uh, I enjoyed every single second um, of our time because it it was that it was uh, it was uh, a brain trust of people who really give a shit and aren't afraid to speak their mind. And um, yeah, and and I told you personally, for me personally, uh, I think I'm more successful. In my life, because of my time there, I've learned from many, many, many people and watched many, many people behave in an in environment that was inspiring. And like, all right, I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna be classy like that motherfucker, you know. It just and it, when you see certain uh, creatives taking notes in a certain way with class and stuff, it, it's very inspiring to me. It reminds me to behave that way. Like well. like like notes is an example. Like getting notes from people, it can be hard. You know what I mean? Like sure. it, it's it's just it's your it's critique. It's it's difficult. And and there is ways to handle it and um even the coolest cucumber can crack under it. Uh, but when you see people just being cool, you just remind you, Look look how cool that looks. You know what I mean? Even if they go home and like beat their dog from the stress I I uh it's it's cool to watch it. And I'm not, i By the way, I don't go home and beat my dog. I'm saying, I'm <laughs> see old, like,
0: <laughs> The hamster,
1: I don't, however, I don't used to beat anybody. Anyway.
0: Whiskers used to have three hands. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> not anymore. All right. Nice. Well, you know, um,
1: a, so you can I'm
0: just, gonna try, I'm gonna try one more question, yeah, that, you, or at least maybe i will try my trip.
1: And you can keep. Huh? You can stitch together a sentence using all the words I've said to make me <laughs> whatever you want to do. I hate. I hate <laughs> kaiver kind of books. Anyway, I don't like Venom. <laughs> um, I,
0: well, I mean, you, again, you know, we had a conversation, and people are going to hear it at the end of this this specific part of the conversation, because we recorded a month ago, and then we got busy, and we had to stop. Yeah. And uh, when, uh, when we were talking then. So if,
1: if all of a sudden we sound a month younger. Yeah, that.
0: and we will, and much more
1: optimistic. I was thinking that I, I, I didn't sound in as good a mood as I actually was when we recorded last time, so I, I think I actually sound in a better mood today, I think.
0: Good, I'm, I'm no. teasing. I. No. Um, no, but honestly, well, my point is um, you talked about um, the Netflix uh, Jessica Jones show. Yeah. Are you in? Are you able to say anything about? I, I, you know, they've made a bunch of casting announcements on Luke Cage. You know, is ha, it, have you had any cursory involvement with the Luke Cage stuff?
1: Nope, no, I, I don't. Um, I, you know, just when I hear my friends talking about stuff they're doing, uh, but I, I don't know. I'm working on Powers. It's um, right, right. I don't, uh, I don't have anything to do with it. It looks exciting. I, you know, we've seen Daredevil. I've seen some of Jessica. They're both right. great. We talk about that. I'm yep. looking forward to Luke Cage being great. Nothing would make me happier on the planet Earth than a really good Luke Cage show.
0: Yeah, we all and know also, you're a big Luke Cage fan.
1: It is also like in a million years did you think we'd get a Luke Cage show? That, like when no. you saw like when you saw the casting announcements today, were you like, mm-hmm. oh my god, we're getting we're getting Misty Knight? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and also I love that
0: Rosario's coming back as Night Nurse. or whatever she is.
1: Yeah, I hope. hope, So technically,
0: not night nurse, but we think she's night nurse. Whatever.
1: What? Yeah. Do they? Do they say she's something else?
0: Yeah, and I forget the specifics, but yeah, that I think technically maybe the potential for a different character to be night nurse is still out there.
1: I don't know, but I always have this. You know, it's funny because getting back to the question that you're really asking, there's this. uh, some people, and, and I totally understand, don't totally get where I'm at with all this stuff. Like, and mm-hmm. some people think I'm involved in every single facet of every single project and production, uh, which I've, I've said on this program is not true. Uh, many times I, 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 I can't stand people who take credit or give the illusion of credit for something they don't do. So I try to make it very clear whatever everyone's jobs are. Uh, and I, I know it's made all the more complicated because it's Jessica Jones and, you know what I mean? Like things that, that, that are, um, that I'm known for. So, uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't work on the Netflix shows right now. Who's not, who's not to say that if something will happen down the line where I will. Um, but right now I, I do not. And, um, I'm working on my own show. So,
0: Okay, I just know again in in your role in uh, on the creative panel and everything, if that also involved uh, just you know even looking at hey, this is what we're thinking. You're you know, you got a second to give us any thoughts, and again, not maybe even official notes, but just even that cursory as a creative, you know, like like under as Joe does as creative consultant of Marvel, and I don't know how this all impacts Joe's job, obviously.
1: Well, he's the sir of Marvel Disney. It's a quite different. He's an executive of the corporation. Um, so, say, say that again. I, I, cause uh,
0: you had a digital glitch there. So, okay no, that.
1: Joe, Joe is. Joe is the chief creative officer of Marvel Disney. He is an uh, executive of the corporation. I'm a uh, freelancer with benefits. Is, uh, is, uh, there's a, quite a difference between uh, where we are the, in the spectrum of things. So, uh, like I run the company. And one of the co- things the company does is uh, uh, d- do services for Marvel Comics, w- you know. And, and Joe is an officer of the com- of of Disney.
0: Okay, so your capacity <laughs> your capacity on the Marvel Creative uh, Committee was a different uh, aspect of your deal as a freelancer to Marvel. Uh, your, your, yeah. However, your business like an, doing business with
1: Marvel. It's in addition to my exclusivity. Uh, and there's other things too that people don't know about, um, and again, because of non-disclosure agreement, it has to stay that way. There's there's uh, things that I offer Marvel um, in, front, in part of my exclusivity, all of which I really like doing. Now, what you're what you're feeling here is um, the, the, the 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 real rub of my life, the real Twilight Zoney thing, is that I yes, do I know a lot of cool shit that you don't know? absolutely i know all kinds of cool shit now the bummer is i can't tell anybody like close friends i can't tell the cool shit and then it gets announced and they look at me like oh you fuck you're set on for six months so it is um the, the 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 rub as they say is that i know all this cool stuff and i can't tell anybody including my wife but she doesn't know who Cottonmouth is, so I don't think she would even have cared if I told her who was cast. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. He got. Uh, he got. He said uh, there was a Cottonmouth got uh, cast today.
0: Oh, I didn't realize.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm not just pulling that. Out, I'm not pulling that out of my ass.
0: <laughs> That's where Luke Cage is. All right, fantastic.
1: Well, there was tons of Luke Cage news today, actually.
0: Well, that's why. I, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't keep up with all of it either, but I, I, uh, I was happy with what I saw. And um, no, like
1: I said, I mean, they, they, uh, the they announced the that um, that they they cast Blake Tower in the Daredevil show. All kinds of announcements.
0: Which one's Blake Tower? Is that the actor?
1: Uh, no, Blake Tower is the character, uh, district attorney, a district attorney, a district attorney for New York City, who helps Daredevil. He's something Whose
0: who's run is, is that? A Danny O'Neill character? Who is that? Uh, I
1: don't remember. It might be.
0: Yeah, I. You know, I thought I. I, I thought I knew my Daredevil. I'm like,
1: what well, this is, I, I will listen. i as a former writer of Daredevil. I'm telling you, this is uh, this is uh, deep tracks, as what they say. Yeah, clearly, this is going into going deep, deep. Was that well, kind of, like, I like been, when they go deep.
0: That's been the fun of the films and the TV. And the follow through from comics to TV to film, mm-hmm. and I mean that's I, I there's yeah obviously I mean that's the thing I, I, I understand the speculation and also like I also understand that you know Marvel is preparing on how to you know explain if they ne- if they need to what this means moving forward, because I'm sure these questions will pop up in other forums. I'm sure Axel's next CBR thing will likely, you know, have something on this.
1: I, yeah, and again, you know, there's always going to be that weird thing. For many years to come, um, people are, I don't know, if people are going to be aware of, uh, um, yeah, here it is, Hunger Games actor uh, Mahamashala Ali casts his mouth in Marvel's Luke Cage. Great. See? So there you go. All right. I haven't watched the –
0: I only saw the first Hunger Games. I'm like, all right, whatever. Good luck with that. You're not a,
1: you're <laughs> not a, you're not a 12-year-old girl? What? You're not a 12-year-old girl?
0: I, yeah. Well, that's what I said, which is more than I did with Twilight, so.
1: <laughs> exactly. Listen, if you get a chance, the Twilight movies with riff tracks are brilliant. It's probably, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, probably the Mystery Science Theater guys versions of Twilight are, are just wonderful.
0: I I, that was the only way I watched Transformers. Yep, and they had had, they had you know uh, Paramount in association with Hasbro Productions, and Tom Servo goes, that's all the Academy needed to hear. (laughs) (laughs) You know, (laughs) and of course their Daredevil uh, commentary, and uh, when uh, what's her face says uh, Jennifer Garner says, my name is Electra Nachos, and (laughs) they're like, your name is Electric Nachos.
1: (laughs) Uh, Daredevil is one of my favorite riff tracks. That is, yeah. that, is, that is a great one.
0: I'm, You know, I'm much more gentle about, uh, the, uh, the, uh, Coolio, uh, version of the film. The, the director's cut.
1: Uh, yeah, I still haven't seen it.
0: I gotta tell you, I, 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 I really think it helps the movie.
1: I, I really, well, I, I, I... I read years ago, and this is before, um, before, way before there was a creative committee, I had read, a. Draft of, of that Daredevil movie that uh, was a lot of fun to read. Like I really liked it, and uh, uh, it didn't. It just didn't translate, um, you know. And they were they were so nice. It was the first time I ever got a shot out in a movie. It was very very sweet. So yeah, you know, that's right. <laughs> it was. I was. I was torn between how happy I was to be mentioned in a movie with my, you know my buddy David Mack, and and then um, and, and then it was that movie. But my that's the
0: gorgeous. point is. You guys were fictitious uh, opponents of Jack Murdoch's.
1: Yeah, and uh, and for me, I hadn't. I they, like it wasn't in the draft of the script I read. They put it in while they were filming, and I just started Daredevil while they were filming, and I, I had done enough on Daredevil to uh, get get the shout out. That was like that was a huge win for me. Like I, sure. they liked my Daredevil enough that I, I I was included on the Frank Miller list. Was like yes. You know, and uh, right. uh, and you know, it was
0: just cool. Absolutely, and then of course the uh, bonus stuff on the uh, DVD.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: You guys, Gene Colan.
1: Yeah, no, I believe me, John
0: Romita Senior.
1: I was thrilled to be on that. I was thrilled. Absolutely, man. Yeah, if no, that if was, you no. get the DVD, I think it's probably on YouTube. If you get, if you get the, the, right. the Daredevil documentary, it's fantastic.
0: You know, well, this again, Rob Burnett, that tr- the Star Trek guy I mentioned earlier, he used to produce a lot of that stuff. He produced the X-Men ones for the Singer movies and the Aliens movies and stuff. And it's sad. He even said, he goes, you know, with streaming um, and and also that people just want the movie and want the cheapest DVD possible and even Blu-rays. He's like, those kind of special features are going away.
1: They are, but they're they're taking a new form. Um, I was literally just in a meeting as we were discussing how to do some kind of like talking dead type of show. For powers, like you know, come here right now, and we'll talk about what we just did, kind of show. So it, it it's just changing form as people try to find the best way to way to do it.
0: And you have no role for principal centrist in such an endeavor.
1: In in what in, in, in powers?
0: In, in talking powers, I can't I can't be your uh, I can't
1: be your hardwick. I am I'll personally <laughs> inviting you. I am. Are you personally really? inviting you right here? To the funeral of Retro Girl, which I'm producing, and we're, I'm going to attempt to fill some of the pews with, uh, with uh, people we love. So, oh, that's really nice. Do you want to is... you get your ass down to Atlanta? Uh, you are cordially invited, wholeheartedly. Put on your funeral clothes and come on down.
0: How many days do you need me down there? I don't know. All right, because, <laughs> yeah, I'll try. All right. That's thank you. That's Absolutely. very sweet. No, no, I te- I'm, I'm half teasing. I'm half teasing about talking Powers. Only so half. I
1: was um, uh, <laughs> I was um going to do it privately, but why not do it on a podcast? <laughs> We're looking for a way to get some of the uh, readers and fans of the show down for the funeral as well. That's awesome. That would be a cool way. It's coming up fast. I don't know how successful it will be. In doing that, but I thought that would be a nice uh, oh my god a nice tip of the almaca to our to our diehards. We're not going to fly anybody in, but,
0: <laughs> but I hear you. Yeah. No, I understand that, but I, I can I can see what strings I can pull, and if it's you know God, if you could shoot on a weekend, I could say, oh man, absolutely
1: not on a weekend. It's I can say right now
0: exactly. never on a yeah. Sunday. I understand. Yeah. Well, Jeep, right? You've taken the winds out of my sails, not being able to talk about any of this movie
1: stuff. I know, um, and I'm sorry, <laughs> I, I did. Here's the thing, like, I I did want to talk to you uh, at length about why I couldn't. um, Because it's not a blow-off. I'd be happy to discuss it. It, it, Whatever it is, it has absolutely nothing to do with me. That's the thing. It has zero to do with me on any level. So the stuff I can talk about, if it was me, I would talk to you heartily. This isn't about me. So talking about it is rude. Oh, and I signed an NDA, so it's actually illegal. So, there you go. <laughs> All right, no problem, man. Yeah. Well, we can
0: uh, we can we can move on to uh, we didn't we didn't get a chance last uh, last time to talk about any comic book stuff.
1: Yes, this is so. yeah. That's that's um, I uh, um, have have so many exciting comic books that I've read, and we didn't oh, okay talk about any of it. And no, we haven't. Like, I would like to do uh, a podcast that. A big hunk of it, if not the whole show, was just us talking about stuff that we like uh, or stuff that's coming out. Now, it just so happens, uh, and and this is cool, and this isn't always the case, that uh, a lot of people that I know and work with and I'm friends with or all of the above have just started brand new projects and sent me advanced PDFs of them uh uh and i have not spoken publicly about it um and i wanted to, uh, to do that here because sometimes like friends and i've done it too you, you tweet out hey my my buddy wrote a book you should buy it you know and 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 there's so much of that sometimes i'm sure your 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 twitter feed some, sometimes is filled with that Um uh, yes, yeah and it can just become noise but i've read some truly great comics that deserve uh way more than a tweet uh, the, the first one, uh, and it's not out yet, and I think you can pre-order it. Is uh, Black Magic uh, by Greg Rucka and Nicholas Scott, and it is so good. I mean, really, really good. Greg is one of my one of my soft spots, anyhow. But uh, yep. like like uh, from Lazarus on up, we're kind of in Greg's tremendous second act. If you know, uh, and it, and boy oh boy, boy oh boy, yeah, good. yeah. It's a it's and,
0: Nicola and he are always excellent together.
1: But this is you know, you'll, they, you'll see it when you see it. Maybe I'll forward it to you tonight with Greg's permission. It is uh, it's next level shit, and that that's always exciting when you like a team, and then you open the book and go, ooh, you can already tell it's better. You know, it's it's the next level, so it's very very exciting. So I I couldn't rec- highly recommend advanced ordering uh, it book it is uh, uh, a cop book with a um, supernatural twist that is uh, not readily available you, you've got kind of got to figure it out and it's fantastic so uh, that's very exciting uh the next one uh, and you, I'm sure you've seen a lot of um, people talk about this online uh Scotty Young's I hate fairyland
0: mm-hmm
1: is is everything you want it to be and just a little more. It's so fantastic. It is, um, he's probably one of the greatest cartoonists alive right now. I agree. You know, uh, in, in any form, uh, yes. political, co- comic book, cartoons, he he has is, he is transformed into one of the great cartoonists of our generation. And then here he is doing a, a brand-new creator-owned book, which – it uh, starts a certain way, and you go, "Oh, is this it?" And then it takes a, a shocking turn on page six, and you literally just want to applaud because it's just it's fantastic. It's extremely well drawn, and I I'm so excited for it to come out, and I'm so excited that Scotty has carved such a powerful niche for himself as as a creator. It's all it's all like almost by breaking every rule, you know. And, uh, and it's
0: his own style. His style supersedes uh, because they're on one level they're fun. On a kit, and I haven't read I Hate Fairyland yet, but knowing his other work on Rocket Raccoon and also on the mm-hmm. uh, stuff he's doing on Battle World and everything and Secret Wars, uh, and of course his odd stuff, and really everything has been leading to this. And like you say it, you can appreciate it on one level, but also it's absolutely adult humor in there in the best possible way in terms of no this is like good all ages like everyone can get it now again, you tell me it's I hate Fairland like not for kids crazy violent
1: no it's 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 it's, it's um boy well, you know what we live in a world where if you say all ages or fun like fun is like the f word for retailers you know um it, but it it, it uh, I know, like it's my smart, but, my kids you know, like my kids like an edge. My kids like you know what I mean. Like like even, even minions has a bit of an edge to it, you know. But yeah, and, definitely. And uh, and this is in that in that department to me.
0: Yeah, he's like Bill Watterson, but in his own Scotty Young style, in terms of it's manic and very and very smart. And and with an edge, but also definitely like something you can show your kids and not. Yeah, you know,
1: and, I, and I'm gonna I'm gonna compliment Scotty here uh, uh, a, a tremendous uh, way. Uh, Scotty and I have been toying with doing a creator own book together for a couple of years, and um, my life has not allowed me to pursue that. And instead, he did this. I I have been upset. That um my cup runneth over so much that I haven't been able to uh hunker down and and, and finish crafting our our book together, but I would much rather have I hate fairyland in exi- fairyland in existence than what we were going to do, even if even if we end up doing it uh I'm much happier that this is out and i I don't think there's a better compliment I can give somebody so um you know, it's 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 just fantastic. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah. Um, the other one, and I'll let you talk eventually. It's, no,
0: no, I, no. Keep going. This is good. <laughs> uh,
1: Plut, Plutona uh, by Jeff Lemire and company, and mm-hmm. uh, this is I think it's an image book. I should look and see it if is. it's an image book. It, it isn't. Have you read it?
0: Not yet, but, I mean, I love Jeff's sci-fi stuff. I've loved everything that he's done. He's a genius, and I'm a big fan, and he's a great guy and very funny.
1: Yes, and all all that aside, it's like one of the books you go, oh, I hope I like this. You know, like he says, he says to you, like, I would like to like this. And um, it ends up, it's it's a very interesting uh, a mishmash of, like, um, Stand By Me and Powers. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a very interesting, someone else had said that online, and it's, it, And I went, well, what does that mean? And then I read it. I'm like, oh no, that's, that's, that's a very, that's a very nice thing. So, um, yeah, we're, uh, it's a very good book, a very unique book, very interesting book. And, uh, uh, like, I I think the closest part about Powers is like people who enjoy my mainstream comics. And then I have this other comic that is about superheroes, but it is way into another realm. Um, same thing for Jeff. Jeff does a lot of interesting mainstream stuff. He's going to have a very big year this year with X Men. And then here's this Plutona, which I think people really, really dig. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. No, I'm, I'm looking at the description now, uh, the image uh, pitch on it and stuff. And now I, I see the Stand By Me aspect. Well, this again, this is his milieu. You know that the, this is that Essex County meets sweet tooth kind of vibe, but I guess more of a superhero thing, which I think is great.
1: Um, yeah, it's more, I, I, it's, it's more than just that too. There's, there's, uh, 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 the, the craft of it is just more secure. Like, like all, all those books are really good, but as, as you get better, the, the, the craft just gets more refined, you know, mm-hmm. there, there, there's, there's no jitters. It's, it's, it's all, uh, it's, it's, it's someone with a voice and that's very cool.
0: Awesome! Yeah, yeah. I mean, it literally just came out as we're talking. You know, yesterday. And oh, Is it added. out?
1: Is it out? I, I,
0: yeah, it came out yesterday.
1: Okay, cool. So people are gonna go buy it.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Cool. Yeah, and Black Magic. I'm not sure. I'm gonna look it up and see when it when it's uh, coming out.
1: While we're talking. Uh, so I think, you, I don't know when it, I don't know when it's coming, and I know. Uh, uh, pretty soon. I, I, I Hate Fairyland it should be coming out pretty soon too. Um. So yeah, I I think I Hate Fairyland's gonna. I I think it's going to be a big, giant Hollywood sale for him. I I think it's going to be a life changer. I think it's going to be a yeah. I think it'll be a life changer. Absolutely.
0: Isn't it great? Honestly, like all of these people right now at Image, and you know, you're 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 friends with a good number of them, and we've Mm -hmm. already mentioned several of them in, in this brief time um you know you can throw Matt and Kelly Sue in there as well Absolutely. and and some of these other guys but isn't it great that these really original ideas are getting the notice that they are and um they are making room for themselves on the market they are they are literally demanding shelf space because they're that good and it's it's a great time right now
1: it really is and 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 I'll, I'll talk a little to the dark side of it in a second um okay or, or the sure the cautionary side of it it, Tell me. It, yeah, yeah. It, we almost, we almost, it, it, it's almost an embarrassment of riches. There's almost so many good comics being produced right now. It's like too many, you know, um, uh, which is a I weird thing that. to say. But you can't read
0: everything, you know, You're, you can't even read every good thing because there's so many good yeah, things. Yeah, and,
1: and again, that's a, that's a high class problem. And, and for people like you and myself, sure. and I think we're we're definitely of the same cloth in this, is that we both have a wide range of things that we like you know um so it makes it even all the more difficult um and and a lot of it gets gets um eaten on itself and the the other problem that we're having right now and this is where fans have to take control of this is that um all of the companies are and they they, are, they always are but they, sometimes it comes in even harder waves is that all of the companies are are really hardcore into the number 1 uh, issue business they're really into selling those first issues and, and it's it's a lot like the way the movie business is now where it's all about that first weekend no matter wow. what you know and maybe the second weekend but but you know find an ad for a movie that's been out for a month you, you just won't won't see it uh, unless it's like four o'clock in the morning um and and, and i worry about this because a lot of these story stories and uh, sex criminals is one of them and pretty deadly is one of them. And there's quite a few more really in Lazarus, perfect example. Um, the, the, the first issues are excellent, but then the eighth issue comes around and, and it, it, it gets to next level. It, it, the, the mythology starts to find itself. Like you yes. really get the you really get the hunker down and, and so many people sample things and and then and, and then abandon it and then you don't even get to the good stuff you know uh, i so i i would um i would offer the the comments to people who are trying a lot of these books out to stick with them if you like it uh and the only way that really helped these books and some of them really need help. Even the books with a lot of lot of press and a lot of panache that you know, the only way to support them is to pre-order those books. Is to like go to your store and say, please reserve a copy for me in in a box. And I promise you, I'll buy it. And I know you know this, John, but uh, every every September, new kids come to college and they're opening up their pull boxes and they don't they don't know that the best way to support their favorite books is to pre-order them and that that support goes all the way through the system, all the way to the creator, right? Directly, especially on creator-owned books. But it goes for mainstream books too. But all, you know, you say, I will buy it and they will print you one. And then sometimes those orders are the difference between a book surviving and not surviving. And I just like every – Image Marvel and DC in particular – are really, really selling those number ones, like really selling them. And I and I have benefited tremendously from this, and I'm certainly not uh, uh, complaining about that. But the flip side is that some of those issue fours or issue eights are the best issues, and they don't get the press because the companies are already on to selling the new number ones from the new thing. So I just wanted to... Uh, say that a lot of these really great books get great at issue eight or ten, so to hang in there and really, really in- enjoy that special ride.
0: Well, I I appreciate what you're saying, but I would I, I also think that the onus is on the creative team to make sure that two th- two and three are are you know I, I don't know man I don't know what so the answer uh, is
1: no, I know what you're going to say yes. Yes, that is true. Now, I, what I'm expressing to you is that all these creators are doing their best work that they can every issue. But sure, just, of course. It just so happens that 100 pages in, y- you find that next level. Oh, it's-
0: I get that. And, yeah, no, you're right. And I mean, yeah. God, uh, Southern Bastards, and it didn't take that long. Yeah. But the twist at the end of the first arc, mm-hmm. because you really do think you're, the story is going a certain way, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, Ying, you know. I mean, it's and it's great. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, this is the ride we're on. I didn't realize. But the thing is, it does happen in that first arc. And I think to ask someone to go eight issues in this environment I, I hear what you're saying, and I don't I, I, I think you're right. And I and I also think that a lot of established creators are gonna get that goodwill. But I
1: also think um, that it's like, out, man. It is a
0: well, but but Brian, right, it's, it's a crowded it's, field, and it's then you've got to the hey, man. You guys have the power again. This is this is. I'm just we're having a conversation, obviously, but yeah, I just think you guys have the power then to maybe you have to move some of that stuff up and not wait till issue
1: eight. No, no, no. It's, again, I think I'm you're awesome. mishearing mis- me. It's not that they're holding on to the good stuff till issue eight. It's that a good book. Can just and the same thing on a television show. We talked about this even at Powers, where where yes. I, by a, episode six, the, our, our, like our our, our our a lot of stuff got oh, better. Absolutely. And the same thing with – I'm talking about that. I'm talking about that. If you like that first issue, oh, you should hang in there because I almost. Oh. I guarantee you, by issue eight, you're going to be like, "Wow!" Oh yeah, and no, bigger. I agree with that. And that, I. That's, and I also,
0: that's what. I'm saying. And I do think that the better writers are – God, I – you know, uh, Bitch Planet, uh, Kel was kind enough to give me issue five because I talked to Val DeLandro and uh, it's going to be the episode after our episode um, in time for uh, uh, issue five to come out. No, that's a great example of there's a good full story of – and then you're left at five, much like at the end of uh, the first arc of Southern Bastards of holy shit, what happens next? And I do think Image in particular because – the books there are able to kind of do their own thing. I think they're really smart in, A, the fact that the, the trades come out, and they're 10 bucks usually for that first trade, which is a great entry point. Mm-hmm. And I, but I do think that you really have to in those first five issues. I think that's, and again, the interesting thing is, and it's very interesting, is Image is able to play a different game than Marvel and DC clearly are. And it's becoming more and more apparent each year, and even with what you guys are about to do with all-new Marvel, what DC just started in June, and then the, um, the onus that each image book has on its own. It's fascinating, because mm-hmm. you're all – Ed Hickman, I love this. It's, of course John Hickman has the right quote. All those books are there on the same shelf, but they're all there for different reasons. And I mean DC Marvel image and, and also all the individual images. Right,
1: right, that. right. And I would even go so far to see some of those image books are there for different reasons. But, sure.
0: Um, yep. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> dialogue, my man. Absolutely. Go but on. <laughs> I, would,
1: I would I would, tell you that, that you mentioned Bitch Planet. That's the book that made me think of talking about this today. I, I understand. Said, it might have been issue five that I had read as well. And I said, I really liked issue one, but this issue is, is – Way better than issue one, and that's that's by the way by the way a, a, oh, sign, yeah, I that. a, a sign of an outstanding book is when it gets better and better. Maybe, sure, but but uh, and it made me think, oh man, you know what? We we got to get out of this number one bullshit. Like like, uh, and and I'm I'm guilty of it too. It's you you. It's the only way to let people know. Hop on board the in a crowded marketplace. It's the only way right. to let people know definitively. I think that this is a good place for you to hop on, right?
0: So, right. And uh, you've got 20 pages or 22 pages to do it in.
1: Not power is 27.
0: Thank that's you. true. And even on the back cover, fucker.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Did one, thank you. Did I get one, thank you? I got hate. Mail. I liked it. I told you all <laughs> well, I liked it back then. Hate me. I had no problem <laughs> with it. Pow- where's the letters page, asshole? <laughs> no, they, they, they go, where's the back cover? They literally thought their book was not finished printing. That's what. That's what I got. And when we're talking about years in the paper for people that don't know that years ago we did an issue of Powers where the story kept going and went on to the back cover. And instead of, like, adding more pagination, we just, we just said, oh, we'll just keep going to the back cover. And then, and then boy, people are just furious. People just hated it. And I'm like, oh, that's why you don't do that. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so how about you? No, what's but you I, but what's I'm with you, man. What's in your pile?
0: Oh well, (laughs) that's a little personal. Um, No, I. um, God, I'm trying to think right now. You you know, you caught me unaware. I don't have. uh, Oh, actually, here I've got Copperhead, Jay uh, Ferber's uh, fine uh, first volume. Cool. I uh, I'm very happy to have that. I uh, and I haven't had a chance to read it, but I'm really looking forward to it. I'm loving
1: uh,
0: what Ed's doing uh, right now on Velvet and uh, and the Fade Out. Obviously, those.
1: I'm behind on Fade Out, but good lord, do I love Velvet. Oh my
0: Velvet's God! That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. No, it's the book we always wanted from both of those guys, and yeah, it's. Right. I mean, that's fantastic. You know, and the same with uh, Phil, Sean and uh, and Ed on you know Steven and Ed on uh, on uh, Velvet, but Sean and Ed on Fade Out. Absolutely, man. Yep. No, I can I can enjoy crime comics from Ed and Sean and Steve, and be and I guess more espionage in the case of Steve and Sean, or rather uh, Steve and Ed. But they're mm-hmm. great. They're amazing. So the, so there's two right out of the box. Uh, Jay Ferber and Copperhead, I haven't had a chance to read it yet. I did just read um, Matt's uh, latest uh, trade of uh, Satellite Sam and where the story ends right now. And I don't know if he and Howard are taking a huge break as they move the story to L.A. But, um, I mean, I oh, love that. sex criminals, but I love Sam, Satellite Sam, I think, is excellent. And much as Jason Aaron's Scout was a full novel. I always say that of all of Matt's books, this is the one that really does read like a really long novel to me.
1: Well, Satellite Sam? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and and going back to things that I know that you don't know, that's one of them. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, I, th- this one, you know, Matt's obviously one of my best friends in, in the whole world. And uh, um, th- this just to uh, have a front row seat to... Um my friend who loves howard uh, literally i 've never met anyone who loves Howard as much as I love Howard and it's one of the things we became friends about and for him to have this completely amazing experience with howard it it's, yes. is what, what it 's fun just to watch for, you know what I mean from the dinner table and it, it, it's uh it's it's one of those one of a kind experiences in comics where you get to grow up and work with your heroes and uh, and have such a complete creative experience, you know. I've, I've done I've done a few issues with Howard too, and it's it's uh, yes. a yes a tremendous thing. But uh, this is this is super special. This is like no, I, Matt writing the book for Howard that he wanted Howard to do.
0: It, yes, no. It's and I tell Howard that I, I, Howard was uh, has been on several times, and he came to Chicago last December, and we got to hang out. He went to Art and Franco's uh, Skokie uh, comic store. And uh, did a signing, and then we took him to dinner, and that oh, was a blast, man. And uh, I'm like, this is this is fantastic. I go, this is you know, you're you're totally in your element, and you get to just worry about that. Because I asked him, I said, like, you, really, you guys don't talk about stories? Like, no, nope, I trust Matt. Matt's doing his thing. I just draw it. Everything's great. And I'm like, well, it looks fantastic, and it's it's that it's another great Howard Shaked book, man. My last la-
1: my last conversation with Howard was uh, so overwhelming. Uh, that I I, I had to go lie down. (laughs) He he is a force of nature, that man. You had dinner with him, so you know. Yes. He is something else, boy. Woo! Well,
0: and he and I speak that same old man language, because (laughs) literally, he's like, he's like, did you read the Bob Hope biography? I'm like, just finished it. (laughs) So, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, no, we were at the poker table. Yeah, it's like four of a kind. Really straight flush. All right, see you later.
1: You know, whatever,
0: or however it works. Obviously, I'm not a poker player.
1: That was funny. That was very very funny.
0: <laughs> but uh, no, it's uh, so yeah. I lo- no, I love Satellite Sam. Um, I'm trying to think because I don't ha- I don't have books in front of me right now. I'll- I should so, get up and. So watch.
1: what we're saying is that of the two of us,
0: I'm, I got more. I
1: prepared for the show.
0: It's true. Well, I was no, actually, I was ready to talk more about about your books, and we will about
1: Secret okay, War. Uh, and uh,
0: no, and no, I met Logan this week, uh, or last week's old man Logan.
1: I, I have one more. Uh, my my darling uh, – I do too. Work, no, A couple more, actually. Okay, my darling work wife, uh, Michael Avon Oming, put out uh, something called the Oming Bus. Uh, it's uh, Mike Oming Omnibus. Over Is the, it out? Yeah, it's out. And over the last 15 years, he's been doing a lot of, like, one-shots and – like mini yeah. gothic uh things parliament
0: like, of justice
1: yes parliament of justice and the wings of uh, askenazi and and they're all yes. very, very cool and and you know me and mike are our friends that met just because we dug each other's shit and i was as i was going through the he he dropped off the book at my house last week and as i was going through it i i, I like i needed it but it was like this reminder of if I didn't know Mike Oming, I would be his biggest fan. Like I, I started working with him because I liked his work so much. But this collection is, is this like, it, it you know, Alex Toth is one of his heroes, and I don't think he consciously does anything like Alex Toth. But when you put it all together, I, it came across like as feisty. And as like agitated as a creator as Alex Toth is is, is known to be, and, and in the best possible way, like this is a guy with so many ideas and so many things he has to offer, and uh, and 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 th- that sometimes they burst out of like th- weird places on him, and uh, uh, and, and, and and so there's this this um, if you're a fan of Powers and want to see like this wonderful work that isn't Powers, even though there is some Powers in there. Uh, definitely check out this this omnibus. And I, yes, I know he's my buddy, but you know the reason that a lot of us get to know each other is that we're genuine fans of each other's work. Like, mm-hmm. I met Greg because I because I'm like like, oh, you're moving to Portland. Greg Ruggles is in Portland. And I go, oh, I love Greg Ruggles' work, and then we got together and we actually liked each other. And <laughs> but but the first thing is, oh, I like that person's work. And and yeah. me and Mike met at a at a at a store signing when we were both at Caliber, uh, and we just, like, just dug each other's shit, you know?
0: No, no, and I respect that, and I and to be honest, I, too, was a Mike Oming fan separate from Powers, a Hammer of the Gods, like I mentioned, Parliament of Justice, mm-hmm. uh, lots of stuff that he was doing. But I love when Mike writes his own stuff, so, no, I was psyched for this. And we talked, actually, uh, he and Taki mentioned that this was coming out. I didn't know if it was out yet, so that's great.
1: I, uh, Since, yeah, I I, him, I went, yeah, let's talk. I legitimately don't know if it's out yet either. I have them at my house if you'd like to come and buy one, but um uh, I I don't know, but here here's well, a I know it's coming soon. It's a, it's a cool book and and I I was really proud of him for putting it together. Um
0: I've got two uh, DC books Hitch? Well, I'll, I'll mention. Brian Hitch's Justice League. Is it is good? Excellent. Excellent. Oh. It is it is ultimate's good, but um what I like about it is, in the way that Ultimates was its own thing and very different from your traditional Avengers story, mm-hmm. in the midst of this new initiative of DC, you get a classic Justice League story. And by the way, Jeff Johns' current Justice League story is as good as any of them, and, and it's an excellent Dark Side New God story. Cool. But Bryant's story, everybody feels like their classic selves, even though they are wearing Jim Lee's new uniforms, and that's great. And further, um, like, the, the point of the story is the Kryptonian god, Rao, suddenly shows up on Earth and is doing, like, curing the ill and and doing everything that a god would do, a, a benevolent god, and everything in Superman is telling him this is him. And he is totally like, uh, I, I'm stunned. This is my god. This is the god of my planet. And of course, Batman is the one doubter. Well, at least among the doubters. And it's a great story. It's excellent. It's it's right. really smart and it's beautiful.
1: I'm excited. I'm also excited for Brian Hitch to finish uh, drawing Age of Ultron. So obviously, uh, I'm a huge fan of Brian's, well, and we work together many.
0: Well, and yeah, I'm sorry that. <laughs> Well, that said, uh, also uh,
1: no. my
0: buddy Heath Corson and I. And uh, shame on me because I don't have it in front of me to, to to say the wonderful artist that's doing it because it's like a great Mad Magazine version of Bizarro. But his Bizarro miniseries is really a lot of fun. It's very very funny. It's Bizarro and Jimmy Olsen on a joyride. And uh, you know Jimmy's job is to watch Bizarro and make sure he doesn't get into any trouble. And it's very it's it's good, it's cool, and and the art is very high quality Mad Magazine. And again, it's this wonderful Spanish artist, and I'm a complete asshole from not remembering his name.
1: All right, you could just made it up. We wouldn't know.
0: Well, and I'm I'm fr- and I'm friends with Heath, but I but I really think it's funny. And Heath has been writing a lot of the direct-to-video DC movies lately. He didn't do the most recent one, the Justice League one, but he did that Suicide Squad one from last summer, and uh, Throne of Atlantis. He did the Justice League Throne of Atlantis, which was the Aquaman-centric one, and both of those are are excellent.
1: Awesome. Yeah, Yeah, so
0: he's a really good DC writer, so there you go.
1: Yeah, and and by the way, I know I promoted, like, a bunch of not-DC stuff, and I I just... uh, I'll
0: bounce. I got a couple more.
1: Good, I but it, it, it's like, like I'm anti-DC or anything. I just haven't got to them yet. My, I understand. My, uh, my high-class problem number five is um, I have so much to read for work that my read-for-fun pile, uh, which would it be the DC stuff, and a lot of the image stuff, uh, I I have to wait patiently for. So, I understand. Yeah, so a lot of the things you're talking about actually have. Like I have all the Brian Hitch JLA's. I just haven't read them yet. Glad to hear the good though. Really glad to hear.
0: Excellent. It. Uh, Omega Men is great. My buddy Tom King, great sci-fi book. Not wow. the Guardians. Very different from Guardians, and uh, very, very much its own book. Cool. And uh, and I and I like it a lot. And I really love uh, the book that he and Tim Seeley write, the Dick Grayson spy book. Grayson is a lot of fun. Okay. Cool. Yeah. A I a lot first... of good spy action. Go ahead.
1: Grayson's on the list as well. Grayson is purchased.
0: Ah, there you go. Very nice. So, any more? No. Well, I got one, more. That, <laughs> that's and that's Judd Winnick's uh, Judd Winnick's kid book that just came out, Hilo. Oh yeah, it's good. Do I it really it? is. Yeah, yeah. No, and it's great to see Judd drawing again. That is and, true. Yeah, you know, and no, man, he was just on like two two episodes ago, and uh, we we both professed our love for you as well. But uh, we uh, no, it's he's he's such a good guy. And I'm and I was really excited. He he told me two years ago when he was leaving DC in the new Fifty Two to just kind of get back to this. And um, you know they're, they're, it's being released through uh, bookstore book channels and stuff. And I, I think Random House. Uh,
1: um, yeah, it's Rand. He did. He sent it to me. It's Random House. Oh, no, yeah. He Sent me a picture of his kid reading it. He did not. Ah. He, he did not send me the book. Okay. <laughs> I was looking at my email. You got to buy it, pal. Sorry. No, no, no. I'll, I'll be happy to buy it. It just it, sometimes. Uh, no, because my, my I, I you just like I had this flash like, oh, I got an email from him. Did he send me the book and I didn't read it? And then no, he didn't. So it's okay.
0: Okay. No, it's it's great. And uh, and also by the way, because I remember you loved this one too. Uh, supposedly he's going to. Uh, he got the rights back to Caper. And so his great uh mob comic ah, he,
1: the Jewish the Jewish yeah. mob caper one, yeah, yep yeah, all right, cool.
0: so so that's he's gonna you know there's going to be an announcement he said in the next few months that it'll be coming out, so that's great.
1: and that's I, great. I'm reminded uh, uh the one that I don't promote enough is um, and it's not a traditional comic, but um uh Brad Meltzer and Chris of uh oh, Chris. are producing these children's books the the I am books are really tremendous, uh, great kids' comics. And I'll, uh, I, will, I will admit that Brad uh, sends them to me. I get them in the mail, uh, and I open them, and then I leave them out. If you give them to your kid and say, read this, they'll never do it. But if you read it, it I leave stuff out to see what they gravitate to, you know. And every single time, uh, Sabrina, who is seven, uh, grabs it, sits, reads it completely, Comes up to me and goes, "Is this a true story?" And then I go, "Yes." And she'll sit and read it again, and then come back to me and need to talk about it. it and That's fantastic. That is, and I and I and I saw her with Rosa Parks was uh, was an eye opener opener to her about race. Uh, Sabrina's African American. She mm-hmm. has not been faced with anything like that. So to find out oh people are going to have problem trouble with the color of my skin was a conversation that was going to happen and the fact that it was able to happen uh because of this a book was as great a compliment as i could give them and i sent the i like stuck a picture of her reading it and sent it to to Melcher and i said uh dude this is real and um and uh, if you have kids and your kids are curious and have Intelligence and, you know, and boy, oh, boy, are these are these books something else. They're entertaining, they're eye-openers, and, and they're reading for fun and learning something. So highest recommendation from our, our buddies, Brad Meltzer and Christy Leopold.
0: Yeah, I've checked in with both of them about these books as they've been coming out. And like the Lincoln book had a great story about Lincoln with turtles when he was a kid and – there's not only just the, the 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 important history stuff, but just also the other tidbits. And really, again, old man talking, but the I am Lucille Ball was just hilarious. And, yeah, and yeah. also, he really points out, and it's fair to say this that really Lucy legitimately is should be a feminist hero. As a pioneer of television and as an executive, as much as what she did in front of the camera, because she ran Desilu Studios, she greenlit Mission Impossible and Star Trek. I mean, that that alone gives her serious nerd cred. That, like, even if it was just, I don't know, just do it. You know, that would have been fine, and I'm sure that's how it was.
1: Well, I'm sure you saw yesterday's announcement that Aaron Sorkin. Is writing the Lucille Ball biopic, and I
2: did see that. That's fantastic.
1: And it is already the star of the movie will be Kate Blanchett. Really? Google it wow. while we're talking, so you see that I'm telling the truth.
0: That is hilarious. Yeah. That is fantastic. And no, she's up to tell she was an awesome Catherine Hepburn in The Aviator.
1: Yes, and I I, and, I have read a- I, have, I have read the Steve Jobs um, Aaron Sorkin script, I think three times. And uh, it, it will win the Oscar for best uh, screenplay this year, and uh, I'm very excited to see how he decides to go about uh, illustrating her life.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely, good God, and of course, Desi, you got to give him the nod for the Twilight Zone. So between the two of them, like oh, three sure. classic, you know, oh, nerd like, show. Uh,
1: three huh? camera shoot and video pay bla- uh, oh, yeah, playback playback. Like yeah. yeah,
0: from a technical standpoint, absolutely. Oh, no, it was God. incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We see broadcast nerds, absolutely. There you no, go. there's great stuff about that. All right, now I've got my Kindle in front of me so I can even rattle off some more comics. Do it. Uh, I love Vaughn and uh, Steve Scrooge doing We Stand on Guard.
1: I have it right in my hand, and I was like, can I get this read before this podcast? And I couldn't, but I'm holding it in my hand as we talk.
0: It's excellent, uh, and I love what Matt Wagner – and I want to look up the uh, artist's name to give him the cred because uh, the spirit yes. uh, that he went for Dynamite is as good as – and I mean this because I really appreciated what Darwin Cook did on his run at DC, and I even love those new adventures of the spirit that happened – was it the 90s that you know Dennis Kitchen got the, the great creators to do? All right, it's, it's Matt Wagner writing it, of course, and Dan uh, Schade. Schkade and I saw them on a panel in San Diego, and this this kid is a friend of Matt's son, yeah. and he's such a good artist. He's a beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, and I know I know Matt's one of your Portland guys, so yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm,
1: he's, I'm about to say the most Portland sentence you can say for a comic creator. I uh, um, often uh, we, we go swimming at uh, Brandy Bowen's house, and uh, and and so I'm very excited about that, but. Um, If you would like to see a video of uh, myself and Matt Wagner talking about Will Eisner with Diana Schutz at great length, uh, go go to YouTube. Um, I hosted the Will Eisner Week Portland event as part of of my class last year, and our guest uh, speakers were – Diana, um, who worked very closely with Will Eisner, yep. uh, Matt, who has just had signed on to do the spirit and Susan Kirtley, who runs the comics program, um, in Portland. So, uh, you can, and I, I, host it and they, they talk about it at Great length. So if you're interested in more, if you're a fan of what Matt's doing with, with the spirit, which you should be, uh, go to YouTube and, or my Tumblr and check it out.
0: That's excellent. I'm glad to hear that. You should have told me about that. I didn't know about that last year. Yeah. And Diane even told me about Will Eisner. She didn't tell me that you were hosting uh, that thing. That's great.
1: Yeah, it's cool. Now, that that's was one of those cool things, um, talking about unsung heroes of the, of the comics world. Uh, Diana Schutz, who just retired from editing yep. after one of the greatest runs of all time, if not the greatest run of all time. Uh, um, Diana uh, always uh, putting me in the middle of these very cool... Uh, projects that she is um, putting together in, in in memory of or in celebration of certain things in comics.
0: Now she's always been very generous to me with her time when I've asked her to be on Word Balloon and I uh, and I even told her when she retired I we messaged back and forth and I said listen you know by all means kick back. But, you know, when you are relaxed and, and feel like talking, I also want to know, you know, what she's planning to do academically, and I'm sure I'm sure the school year's already begun for her. But I'm I'm really interested in that phase of her career because she's the perfect person to kind of elevate uh, comics in the classroom.
1: You she know, and, she you, she truly is one of the greatest people that's ever been in this business. And and, and on a completely self involved level, the fact that she likes me makes me feel like I'm not a shithead. <laughs> like like I nice shithead and then you go oh Dana sucks like me I can't be a complete shithead I, so. I understand
0: yeah. and yeah no and again I mean I, I know you're kicking it have you started are you able to teach or is that on hold while you're doing all this
1: um, I, I've uh, always done the winter and spring semesters oh good uh, okay even before powers the fall semester was really I did it once it was really hard to get my ass there because the sure. Fucking Jewish holidays every five fucking minutes.
0: Right, and, uh, right.
1: Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was another thing. I'm, like, going through the the calendar and go, oh, Yeah,
0: when's the rush, when's the yum? absolutely.
1: Fucking yum kipper and fucking super spot and fucking circus. Fucking goddammit. Fucking circus. Fucking circus. So uh, it's just. Uh, this Obviously just, uh, these comments
0: were not part of Brian's cover story <laughs> at Oregon <Jewish laughs> Well,
1: now that talking,
0: It's my Brian. <laughs>
1: Now that I'm on the cover, I can give you the real me, fucking suckers. Anyway,
0: so <laughs> <laughs> nothing about be um, but let's break that on the religion. Go on.
1: Anyway, no, it's just it just uh, <laughs> my my fellow Jews will know uh, September and October are just uh, a, a, <laughs> a a nightmare of of a holidays that involve apologizing and dipping things in honey. And it's like, all right, already. I'm not a honey fan, and I'm not sorry.
0: You could. You can tell me if this is offensive or not, but oh, Dave Thomas – remember when he uh, he and um, Rick Moranis did snappy comebacks to Jewish insults, and, he, and Dave Thomas was a Scottish guy, and he's like, hey, have you had enough holidays
1: this year? Yeah, that's so hilarious. <laughs> no, that's not, that's not insulting. That's, <laughs> that, it's true. It's so funny. Anyway, right. so winter is all, all always a better uh, semester. Winter and spring are always better semesters for me to uh, teach. Because uh, even last spring, I had a I missed a class for the first time. Diana actually uh, uh, um, substituted for me, and, and but uh, I was just devastated that I had to miss a class. I I've been teaching for like six years, and I never missed a class before. And I was oh, wow. I, yeah, I was wow,
0: years already. Holy cow, man!
1: Yeah, no, I, I, um, someone at Portland, uh, asked me for my first, the first syllabus I ever did and my most recent one. And it was like 2009. I'm like, 2009? Oh, shit? I've been teaching. Wow. So, yeah. Time flies. Awesome. Very, yeah.
0: very cool. Um, excellent. I'm here. I'm going to bring back the list here and see if there's anything else on my Kindle that I wanted to mention. All right. Um,
1: any, any uh, soft erotica?
0: No, I can go to the the Marvel stuff exactly. Naughty Nurses 7 was excellent.
1: Well, you know, Uh, as we're speaking, uh, Dragon Con is going on right now. You know what that means? Exactly. You know what that means?
0: Holy furry time.
1: That means right now there's a half kangaroo, half Deadpool flopped right on top of Pat Loika.
0: Yeah, rubbing himself real hard on Pat Uh, (laughs) Loika. They are creating static electricity right now as we speak.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I'm, uh,
0: Do you think they bring balloons to those things so that after they rub against each other, they just like, <laughs> all the balloons like fly up to the ceiling?
1: No, I, I can't remember. We've talked about this. Last year at this time, we were yes. just starting to film Power Season 1. And, yeah. uh, we had done our table read. And for some reason, I had, uh, completely freaked out about it. Like, I was super zen all the way through. But then when the table read happened, and then, oh shit, this is real, I, I just, I, I, I skipped the cast dinner and it just so happened that Kelly Sue was the special guest at Dragon Con and it was three hotels away from our hotel. So uh she goes, I'm right down the street and I'm like, I'm coming over. So I walked into and it was like a Thursday, I walked into the the hotel in Atlanta, and I and you and I have both attended in our lives many insane convention experiences. I had never seen anything like the scene at Dragon Con in the hotel lobby on a Thursday. It was crazy. And it took me 45 minutes to get up the elevator to get to Kelly suits. Crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so if you ever get a chance, and I'm, I'm bummed out because we thought it was going to work out where Matt and Kelly were going to be in Atlanta for Dragon Con at the same time that we were in Atlanta for Power's. But it, it's just a couple of weeks away, so it didn't work. So they're there right now, with Pat, dressed as dressed as 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 Flirbies, <laughs> on top of each other.
0: I'm telling you, grinding hard.
1: And God bless you. I'm not making fun. You. I am, man. Dress up and go at it. Have fun. Oh no, have fun. But I exactly. here, fun. here here's what I. But there are a lot of people who come to Dragon Con and and, and, and it, is, it is deep in, in their DNA to let their freak flag fly on this very special yeah. weekend. And then in the midst of it, I saw about three or four clearly like college frat guys who were there with like a cup of beer and they're just wearing like a garbage bag, like the minimal amount oh, yeah, yeah. of cosplay that you can do to be hanging out there trying to see if they can get laid. And I was like, no, no, no. Either you go you put on a Deadpool costume and then you, and you really go for it or get the fuck out. You can't just (laughs) fucking.
0: Nice. Thank you. Uh, I got Tony Moore's, uh, Cincinnati con, uh, Cincy con coming next weekend.
1: Oh, cool. And, and you know, if, and if if you speak to him, he has been very kind to invite me to that. It is absolutely never a weekend, you know, because of the Jewish holidays that I can do it. So, uh, Please uh, relate to him how much oh, I, I appreciate uh, how nice he is. Oh,
0: they're sweet. They're, they're terrific. Yeah. So uh, And uh, Jerry Duggan was there last year, and I mentioned Jerry Dug- Duggan because I love 18- 1872. Yes, the, yes. It, that's fantastic. Yes. Jerry's doing a great job, and I haven't had him on forever. I loved his Hulk run, and this, this is a great Secret War story. I'm really loving that. And I love A-Force, by the way. I really love A-Force. I, I'm really happy that A-Force is as good as it is because yeah. it's, you know, it's really easy to just be like, okay, we got women Avengers. Woo. All right. Great. And then it's like, and it, no, this is good.
1: Going back to Jerry. I, I like Jerry a great deal as a human being. He's also probably the funniest person in comics. He is a truly funny. So I, I follow him on Twitter. He is hilarious. Yep. And, uh, I, I wrapped my my entire self worth is wrapped around whether I write if I try to write something funny on Twitter and he favorites it, then I feel like uh, uh, I feel like uh, like I won an Oscar.
0: I agree. Yeah. I agree. The, that uh, pilot that he and Posse did for the uh, Sci-Fi Channel or the Comedy Central from 15 years ago that Patton is in and um,
1: wow. Susan,
0: Sarah Silverman is in, and it all takes place in a comic shop.
1: Oh, I wonder if I've seen it.
0: Oh, it's really funny. It's really, and Jerry co wrote it, and he's in the background and, you know, just like has a walk on as an extra. But it's really, really funny. And Posehn is coming to Chicago, um, literally, uh, to play a couple of places, and one of them is a bar that is literally around the corner from me. I, oh. I am so excited. So, yeah, I've I already bought the tickets and awesome. can't wait to see it. But yeah,
1: yeah so d- definitely check out his work, and I am. I, I, um I, I think there is somewhere in there, I think we're gonna see like this Jerry Duggan uh um comedy masterpiece. I mean you get it with Deadpool, but I feel like in him there's like this the greatest funny book of all time that will, will see its way into the stands one day.
0: Awesome. I hope so. And no, he writes he writes he writes good comics, period. I mean yeah, like, he does like write- I said his His Hulk is great.
1: But I happen to find him to be hilarious.
0: Yes. Oh, absolutely. No, he's a good man, and that's why we mention him. And then, yeah, like I said, A-Force is really, really great. I'm enjoying that. I'm enjoying what Lemire and – is it Pablo? Uh, I forget who's uh, his uh, collaborator on
1: Hawkeye. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Is it Pablo? uh, No, it's Tale of Sand. It's it's, uh, Ramon. It's Ramon Perez. I'm sorry, Ramon. My apologies. That's why I was going to say, wait, no, it's Taylor Sand. It's Ramon Perez. Uh,
1: there's just too many people in comics. That's the problem.
0: You know, I was literally talking to Sanford Green about that, uh, and also Valdeolandro. Um, just the fact that, like, again, what we were talking about before, about there's so many really good books, and it's uh, the other thing, too, and I see the cover price and stuff. That's a very interesting situation for the big two and the self uh, creator owned people, because I think the chasm. One of two things is going to happen. I, I think either prices, you know, I I, I don't know. I, I think I don't see the image guys jacking it up, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm naive, and maybe that'll happen. I'm not
1: sure. You're jacking up the but, price? Yep. No, I I mean I mean I know nothing about this, but just just on and this is just qualifying because some people think I know everything about everything that's going on behind the scenes. because I just insinuated that I did. Um, I, I what I see them is attempting to. Lower the price or come up with a price point that is that is effective. But not the I big, too. No, I, I, you're talking about image. I thought image. Well, is that's
0: expensive. what I'm the saying. Price. Yes, image yeah. has managed to still put out a quality product at 350, and you know, whereas DC and Marvel are kind of flirting with 4.99, and that's very interesting.
1: Yep, I know, and
0: I know. I know. Hey, man. I know you're. You're. What can you do? I mean, that's that's.
1: All that's I can do you. is try to make sure that the shit with my name on it is the best shit I can put out. That is, well, that is all I can do.
0: Right, and we'll see what happens. And that's what I'm saying. And again, well, that's why. And and to be honest, you guys are about to enter this as well with all new Marvel. Um you know this this initial reaction to dc which i get, again we were talking about the irresponsibility of of some uh, bloggers out there and stuff i i think a lot is being made of initial sales results that i think on the one hand It's fair, and to notice that obviously sales might be down for D.C., they are trying a whole bunch of brand-new stuff, and give them the opportunity to let their stuff breathe, just like you were saying with with Image, and we'll see what happens. Because uh, just like you guys, everyone comes out with brand-new books. As you pointed out, it's important to pre-order, and the big two are watching sales a lot harder than the, the Image people have the luxury of having a triumph of a book that sells 10,000 copies versus okay. the failure that that represents at a DC and Marvel.
1: And, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm I'm a little nauseous about gossip is just fact now. Like, if you read a, a bit of gossip about DC, yes. uh, as far as some fans are concerned, well, that's just fact. And, and, and even though there's no evidence of any of it being true. You don't know if that's true. You just heard it, right. a guy said a thing and, and I've been victim of it as well, but uh, it may be even earlier today. And um, uh, it, it, it's just, it's just interesting that, that no matter how many times you read something and then it's not true that you still don't question the next thing you read. Um, and, and as far as it goes with things that you just talked about, the sales numbers, these are not public numbers. They're, those are all estimates. They're all completely based on one source, one estimate. They're, they don't count any of the other markets or market share. They're either right. or, or digital or right. collections, and not, you know nobody sees the full collection numbers ever. Because when you know when we're at the retreats, Marvel does let us see some of it, and you're like, wow, that no one knows that. You know what I mean? Like no one knows how much Miss Marvel is actually selling digitally. It's a crazy number, right? Right. And uh, and and that just is one example. I don't mean to talk out of turn about that book, but it's a a level of success that I don't think people are aware of. Um, and there's other books like, other books like that as well. So um, it's it, it, you know it's funny because because like I I, I see um, some people like dying to know what the Viewer numbers on Netflix are like, we've got to know. I'm like, why do you got to know? Like what, what difference does it make? I'm like, I, you know, so it's the same thing with, with comic sales. It's like a show, There's so many different variables about what makes a book a hit or not a hit, you know, uh, in how much it costs to make it and, and what it does in trades versus what it does in singles. And, and uh, you know, how much the creators are getting paid and all this stuff, you know, uh, one book could be a giant money making hit at fifteen thousand, and then another book could be in the hole at fifteen thousand, depending on the exactly. thing. So, and and it's really no one's business but the publisher and the creators. So,
0: Un- understood. But by the same token, that. Um,
1: but if you're a fan,
0: I know you. Fact, in terms of why people are buying books. And and you know prices is just as important as you know or or could be the deal breaker in terms of well I'm either going to buy the latest issue of Green Arrow or I'm going to buy this image book or you could say that about uh, Night Nurse or you know Ant Man or something I don't know
1: about what uh, to say that again
0: well like I'm saying that like hey I've got I've only got you know I I can either buy five books and have them be all image or I could buy four Marvel books. Or I or I buy a combination of that and I might end up buying an image book because it's a dollar fifty cheaper than than a Marvel book or a DC book
1: well you know my my philosophy just shove them down your pants from another store <laughs> obviously oh, you know, oh. that
0: happened that happened to poor Graham crackers in Chicago and my buddy Matt streets the manager stopped the guy and broke his hand in the incident and everything but yeah it was a guy that was very wow. really heavily painted. broke
1: his hand that's that's some that's that's the Chicago way. <laughs>
0: it's the tr- – well, he – broke no. <laughs> that, the store manager, broke his head stopping the guy.
1: Wow. Stopping the guy. Oh, this he, guy who, like, whacked out on meds. He broke What's his that? hand trying to stop the guy?
0: What happened was, yeah, this guy whacked out on meds, oh. came into graham crackers with a, with a knapsack, just started grabbing Wolverine trades of all things, okay. and just, like, making his way through this, like, revolving door – and that saw what was happening from the register. Jumps over the register, you know, chases the guy down, grabs him by the shirt tail, and is wrestling with the guy and is pulling on his shirt tail so hard that he like broke a couple of his own fingers in the scuffle. Wow, wow! You know, well, so I, 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 That's I thought, a good guy.
1: I thought he broke so, the. I thought he broke the other guy's hand. That's why exactly. I thought. Oh, really, exactly.
0: No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't a bronx tail. It wasn't jazz palmetteary. <laughs> now you just can't leave. <laughs>
1: wow no listen i i like uh you've heard before, but uh when i when I worked at the comic store our uh our shoplifters were hilarious, and it was always it was always porn it was always it was always Omaha the cat dancer there was awesome some teenager trying to shove down his pants cherry the store, yeah, cherry but no, there was a guy we had like a we had like one blind spot in the store, and we knew if people went into that spot they were looking to steal stuff, right? So, okay. cause they'd always peek their head around the corner to look at us. And they, they always look guilty looking at us. Right. So, okay. um, and then this guy kept coming to the store and moving the Omaha, the cat dancer trade into the blind spot. So he could come back later and steal it. And then we go and put it back and then he go and move it again. And we go and put it back and have like four times. And then we're completely wired into this guy. Right. That this guy is up to something. So finally, right. later in the day, he just goes over, shoves his pants, and starts to walk out. And my friend Jimmy Williams, who actually runs uh, uh, um, uh, um, uh, Cosmic Comics in, 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 uh, in Willoughby, he, uh, he grabbed the guy and, uh, and shook, scared him straight, just shook him. Because Jimmy's like one of these big bears of a guy, he just took him and okay. shook him. It's okay. so, like I'm going to call the police and everything. So anyway, <laughs> over, over Omaha the cat dancer, and I was like in, in college, and I was like, oh god, the guy just wants to whack off to some cat porn. You let him, do, come on. <laughs> Let's let him take his Omaha the cat dancer home. Come on.
0: Hey, okay. I'm confused because, and again, I, did, I didn't have a chance yet to go to the store. Did Uncanny 600 come out this week?
1: Oh, no, no, it did not.
0: <laughs> okay, and it comes out October 7th?
1: No, it does not.
0: Does <laughs> it come out earlier or later? Uh, later. Okay. Oh, there's some news. All right.
1: It, is it news? Because it's really upsetting news to me. But uh, um, <laughs>
0: uh, Well, I wonder if the delay with, with Secret Wars having the extra issue was going to push back
1: 600. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's going to be some rearranging. That will be announced shortly. Because there's just okay. some books that can't ship right, before start, right. a certain thing happens in Ticket Wars. So some things will be bounced around and some things will not.
0: Good, because that's the worst guide. I, and man, I don't mean to pick it on DC, but I remember when that happened with, I want to say, Infinite Crisis. You know, things that happened post Infinite Crisis came out because the last issue was delayed. So, yeah, I, no, I think it's. I get it, and i and I you know as as frustrating as it is for you and for the for the audience to wait that much longer obviously i I want the story in the right order, you know
1: well what's nice is that is that I get to add like another year onto my x men uh, run how long were you write of the x men oh like five years anyway so um yeah it it is here here's that and we've we we've referred to this in the past it, it's one of those it, it's it's tough to make art and that uh, be your business. You know what I mean? Your your, your art uh, commercial art. Any any art. It's it's hard okay. to be art and yeah, but this is commercial art. And and uh, but it's still art. And sure. so they were either at a, they were at that that crossroads where either um his side doesn't get to finish Secret Wars or and they put it out uh, faster, or you just bite the bullet and let him have his his moment and and finish the book and you know what I mean. And I think in the long run, uh, I think we'd all rather have Issa finish the book himself, right? Agreed. So yes. yeah, you know. So and that's all I know about that. But as a fan of the Infinity Gauntlet, and I'm a fan of Ron Lim as well, but wouldn't it have be been nice if George Perez finished that book himself? Yes. Sure. So, so that's where uh that's where that is. And they keep okay. adding, they keep adding issues. <laughs> <laughs> so um well let's but let's I talk told, about I've been told it will not affect Iron Man uh number one, which I should send you. I'm gonna send that to you.
0: Oh that'd be lovely.
1: Thank I you. I would have a that. lettered copy of Iron Man number one, all colored up. God bless you, them. son.
0: Yeah. Oh, I appreciate it. I uh I <laughs> intend to talk to Marquez as well, and I knew we would be talking, so, you know... Um,
1: I will send it to uh, you.
0: Thanks, bud. No, you're very kind. I, uh, no, I look forward to reading it. I wanted to talk about uh, not only Iron Man, but also the stuff you're doing right now for Secret Wars. Uh, Old Man Logan is great, and uh, read the fourth issue last week.
1: Thank and for, um, An issue where I, I must have pulled 20 lines of dialogue off that book, because I was like, ah, there's... There, there. This is so well-drawn. I'm not going to... Yes. And we'll, I'm just going to talk all over it. Just let him let him do his thing, you know.
0: Well, no, and you... F- I mean, he is so great, uh, and it's such a... I really love it because it is different from... Was it McNiven and and Mark? Yes. To the original? Yeah. And, I mean, that's... Like, Sorrentino has so, definitely got that different style, but it it's just... It fits Old Man Logan, and it really does feel like it would be a different dimension... Even like on a, on the same world, and even when he goes to the different places and stuff, I just love his perspective, like old man Logan's world, and I you know you can almost say that uh, what we're seeing is his perspective of of what he is seeing, and it's just got that really cool future blurry kind of in a, in a cool way. Dirty sort of way, and certainly the the issue in particular with you know him and, and She Hulk really just kind of surviving in the zombie world and everything that was really cool.
1: Thank you. He um yeah he's he's tremendous, and um uh, he was uh my la- my last gift from Mike Marts was uh hey do you like Andreas Sorrentino and I'm like yes, and um and he put us together for what became the two X Men annuals, which yep. was a very fulfilling creative experience. And, uh, I wasn't going to let go of him. And then Old Man Logan was brought up, you know, and we talked about, um, uh, the, the reason I, I've written Old Man Logan is that I was waiting for Mark and Steve to come back and do it again, but they clearly are not going to. So I'll just do it. And, uh, you know, cause I wanted the book. So I'll, all right. Yeah. You know, and what was, uh, and, and I thought a lot about, well, what made that book so unique was how unique Steve was to the book. So don't imitate that. Imitate, like I talked about Frank Miller earlier, don't imitate that imitate, find someone of uh, equal value, but of a different voice and make that, you know what I mean? Like be, be as, be as individualistic to old man Logan as Steve was for Andrea. And then I had that uh, almost handed to me the gift of, well, what would you do with Old Man Logan? Because Old Man Logan was this great road trip comic, you know? Oh my yes. God! And Old Man Logan gets to go on a road trip again, but it ain't going to take him to any of the same places. And everywhere he goes, it's almost like Dante's Inferno. Like it's yes, darker and darker and darker. And it, and it just so happened if you le- look at the Battle World map that I did not produce, but was produced. If you look at it, you could really create like a Dante's Inferno journey for him uh, through the battle worlds into the deadlands. Oh my God. It was like, all the pieces fell into place in such a fantastic way. And then there's the the writing for someone of that kind of talent is very specific. I mean, really like, you're like, okay, this, this guy's looking at page design, panel design in a way that's um very different from everybody else so give him all the things to draw but let him just do it the way he wants to do it you know and uh and so we 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 dug in and and, and he and and and, and i do and i i know from most artists perspective boy isn't it exciting when there's something new to draw every six pages you know, so he gets he gets to go to Apocalypse, he gets to go to Deadlands, yeah. he gets to go to Technopolis, sometimes in the same issue. So just before you can get bored at anything, there's something new to draw. And uh, boy, do they, um, boy do they deliver! What a what a what a great experience. So obviously we're done on our end, and we all left on a on was a good note. Sure. I thought there was, well, was one more. No, there's one – we're done on our end. Like we're, it's,
0: oh, yeah, I see what you mean.
1: It, it'll ship whenever, you know, yeah. after yeah. the British holidays. But, um, uh, <laughs> and, but hilariously, like I, I, I said to myself, well, Andrea is someone I can work with like forever, and then he went back to his first wife, Jeff Lemire. So <laughs> I'm wholeheartedly excited to see what the two of them do. Um.
0: Have they announced what they're doing, or is it not? Is it Hawkwire or Is it something different?
1: Uh, have they not announced? I, Jesus Christ! I'm sure they did, of,
0: did, but this, this is. Who let know. me I'll let me
1: see. Let me see. But I, I I feel it's announced. Hold on. Probably.
0: Because I can't keep up either. This is awesome. I'm leaving this party.
1: This is one of those things like I hear it a year. Uh, i I've, and I've made this. Yeah, they they announced it um, last June. Uh just, oh, okay. Let so let me, what are they doing? <laughs> Jeff Lemire and Andrea are going to do Old Man Logan as an ongoing series uh, after Secret Wars.
0: Is so, it solo, so, or is it, is it part of? Uh, is he part of an X Men team?
1: Uh, it's Old Man Logan number one.
0: Oh, that's excellent! Oh, great,
1: right, yeah, so you get you get the continued adventures of Old Man Logan number one with Andrea continuing to be the artist and with uh, the writer better suited to him, which is Jeff. So. <laughs> Um, but, but t- truthfully, I was, um, I was, uh, I'm eager to work with him again. I, and I, and I told him, I, uh, the, the second you're bored with, uh, old man, Logan, please call me <laughs> with old man, Lemire, old man, Lemire. That's right. So, uh, and, and God bless, um, <coughs> leave Schreiber and Hugh Jackman for constantly mentioning old man, Logan in the press. And yeah, isn't
0: that interesting? That'd be great. Yeah. That's like a more fit Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen, you know, having a, having a shot at being old men, but still like you know old men that could be action heroes legitimately beyond what they let Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen do, and they did fine for their age. i not, not that's not that this swipe at those guys. They're amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah, for so. sure. And and uh yeah. but, but
0: but every time <laughs> how they, generous of
1: me. how generous of you, but uh, um um. <laughs> Uh, you know, when we, we agreed to do Old Man Logan, we didn't know there was any, even a hint that it would be any movie at all. Like, in a, you know, this is a year and a half ago when I signed on to this. So um, the fact that he keeps mentioning Old Man Logan in the press and then, and then we keep selling. So thank you. Thank you, Hugh Jackman.
0: Excellent. Ultimate End has been a great. God, and that's certainly an interesting cliffhanger where we're at right now.
1: Yeah, and, and again, I'm, I'm eager for that last issue to come out because it will answer uh, the questions that people have about the series, like people are confused about sure. what it is, and all of it gets answered.
0: Well, yeah, I, I mean, I, you know, there's doppelgangers that are working together, and, uh, you know, we know that Miles is safe and will be coming, you know, uh, soon to the
1: 616 to stay. Yeah. I'm very excited for people to see, uh, Sarah's uh, new artwork on, uh, Spider Man. Um, you know, she's returning to the pages of Miles Morales. It will be called Spider Man. And, uh, uh, it's gorgeous. It's something. She's taken, um, a, a little bit of time off for, uh, family stuff and now she's back full time and it's, uh, it's, it's growth. It's cool.
0: That's excellent. You know, she came to the International School of Comics here in Chicago. And okay. I did, and I didn't know it. It was always after the fact. i like, oh, we just had a Marvel artist here, Sarah Pacelli. I'm like, Sarah Pacelli? was here. I'm like, oh,
1: yeah, it happens. Yeah, it happens in Portland a lot. I mean, a lot.
0: Do um, they really? Do they drop? Well, well drop no. Them?
1: I, I um, not, not just comic people, but you know, I, I got four kids and five full time jobs, so um, I'm not always looking in the paper for things to do. You know. And then, like, I'll be riding by Powell's, and I go, David Mamet was just here. My like, God, son of a bitch. Ah. Oh. <laughs> you know, like, Richard Price was just here reading Whoa. Like, oh. You know. Ah. Oh,
0: I understand. Um, so you've got, all right, so you've got Miles Solo book. You've got Iron Man. I'm trying to think of what else you're doing all new
1: uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, right. The We're going to
0: talk about that. Yes, indeed, yeah. with the thing, uh, the thing joining the Guardians.
1: I have pulled the things carcass out of the rubble of the Fantastic Four <laughs> movie, dusting him off and put him back to work. And put some pants Doing
0: what he was destined to do from the beginning.
1: Put him some pants on him. Anyway. So well, that, uh
0: put, so yeah. Putting him in space where he was originally wanting to be in Fantastic Four number one.
1: You are one hundred percent correct. That that was um and it will be described in the book, so spoilers. But um, for people some people are confused by why he would be there. And I'm like, well, that's what he was trying to do before all the superhero stuff got in his way. So won't that be cool to, um, um, to, to see his dream come true.
0: Yeah, man, he was pre Apollo. He was, you know, he was of the Mercury, original Mercury astronaut generation.
1: Damn right.
0: So like, and I love that. Cause it's the same thing when Jeff Johns is like, how Jordan's a test pilot. And it's like, you're goddamn right. He's a test pilot. That's, that's great. Right. That's very cool. cool. And now I'm excited to see Ben in, Ben in space
1: Jews in space. And um, right, literally <laughs> him and Kitty pride. One well, more. They have a minion. Thank you. Jewish <laughs> friends. Anyway, so uh, why is
0: this night on alpha six more important than any other night? You like, oh,
1: you're such a good anyway. <laughs> um, no, it's it's that and also um, his rocky looks are not an issue at a at a space bar full of different alien species. That's uh, what will his life be when that's no longer an issue where people uh, judge him first by his look. Cool. You know what I mean? I mean, of course, lots of people on planet Earth know that what a noble, awesome person he is, but. Um, you know, and he still has to deal with it. He's still a big giant rock thing that walks in the room. And isn't it cool that he's going to be somewhere where that's not the first thing that people do when they see him?
0: Very nice. And I, I should mention, two Guardians of Nowhere. You're halfway through that.
1: Uh, I believe I'm more than – is the third issue? Or
0: maybe it's three issues. Maybe the third – yeah, maybe I yeah, missed it's the third, a, third
1: it's issue. Four, it's, four, it's a four-issue run. Um, yeah, and and those – all those villains – um, that we're debuting uh, will be people that you see in the new Guardians series as the many things that happen in Guardians. And I think people see there's a lot that's going to happen. But um, the land, the, the galactic landscape is changing dramatically. Um, you know, the Kree uh, homeworld is no more. Uh, the Skrull homeworld is no more. And there's a power vacuum and shit's about to happen. Things are gonna, cool. people are gonna rise and 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 try to take their place, and um, I'm excited to watch that unveil itself. Awesome, very nice. Yeah, we got so we got Spider Man, we got Guardians, we got Iron Man, uh, we have uh, to be announced and to be announced, and maybe a, two more coming, and maybe another Iron Man book.
0: Okay, are you going to New York?
1: Uh, not the convention, no. no. Okay.
0: Because uh, it's probably uh, like right in the midst of your
1: power stuff. Uh, yes, I actually will be filming right there. Actually, I think I'm in Paris that weekend, Mr. Fancy. Uh, wow. Yeah. Um, uh-uh. Me, Man, and Kelly, and Frank Miller. <laughs> really? Yes. Oh man.
0: Yeah. All right. I hope, uh, man. I hope Frank's okay. Because God, I got to tell you, when I saw those pictures of him and Robert Rodriguez from last year. It kind of broke my heart i got to be honest uh,
1: i i i agree with you, and I am wholeheartedly hoping that we walk in a room and he's just a burst of good old sunshine, and uh I can report to you uh that what a what a wonderful experience it was meeting him Oh, this will be your first time I have been in the same room with him a couple of times uh I, I wouldn't say we met okay yeah, okay, so
0: so, I only met him very briefly at the Eisners back in 2007, and he looked much healthier than the last time I saw him. So,
1: um, I yeah no I, I I don't know if we're doing panels together. I don't know if we're signing at the same thing at the same. I don't, you know sometimes when you do these uh, European conventions are very different from yes. American conventions, and uh, sometimes you are uh, escorted all into the same room. Sometimes you don't ever see each other. It's an interesting um, way they do things, but uh, so but 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 I am I'm open to the experience. I would like to uh, I would like to uh, to meet him and see what's going on there.
0: What uh, what what's the con called?
1: It's the it's the Comic Con for it's the same it's Reed Pop. It's the same people do New York Comic Con. Sure. Um,
0: okay, so it's the Reed uh, Paris, it's, Paris show. Okay.
1: Paris, yeah, the Paris the Reed Paris show. Okay. Yeah.
0: Because, you know, there's Aguilam, obviously, later in, like, at the early part of the year. Um, and, yeah, it was
1: not so that, that's for the fancy people. I didn't get to, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't get to go to Aguilam. <laughs> Even when I was nominated for an Aguilam, I was not invited to Aguilam.
0: Really? That's hilarious.
1: I know. I was like, that's weird. Why am I not? They're not? Okay. It was nice to be, uh, it was a nice honor to be included in that.
0: So beyond, like, I mean, you know, we can we can talk about what's happening in the books in Powers, but like on the creator own front, what's uh, what's going on? Creator own
1: front. Uh, in fact, uh, I was going to tell this story before. So we're um, we're uh, uh, issue five of Powers went to the printer, and cool. uh, we're back and we have one more issue Powers, and then back to um, United States of Murder Inc. For me and uh, uh, me and Mike, a very very excellent, a very very. Very casually planned it so we can work on Murder, Inc. while we're working on the Power's TV show so we don't Power's burn out. And right. hilariously, <laughs> this is what I want to tell you about Michael Ivan Oming. Uh, I was going to say this earlier, but I forgot. Um, yeah, please. I wrote um, a, a scene in the upcoming uh, United States of Murder, Inc. annual uh, where uh, someone is thrown off a very large building in New York City. And when they hit, I described it. Very clearly, knowing full well what Mike would do anyhow, I said, from across the street, we see the body hit, but it, it falls behind a taxi cab, so we don't see the moment of impact, just the geyser of blood that shoots out of it, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and so we see the, bo- the body hits, but we don't see the body hit. Okay. The art comes in. We are like inside the body as it explodes around us. It is the most like he cannot stop himself from drawing the grossest shit ever when I when it's just there. Like I even said, don't draw the gross thing. He, he, he literally couldn't have found a grosser angle on which to explode this body in front of us. So you have that to look forward to. <laughs> lovely, lovely. <laughs> he just he always does this if I go. They make sweet love. It's like we're inside someone's butt looking out at the penis as it comes in. It's he's, he's so, so strange.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. So are you uh, starting with an annual or is it.
1: Uh, um, we're doing an one? annual uh, to start. It's, it's the, um, you know, there's a, a hit woman in that book named Jagger Rose. We don't know anything about her. It's first story in annual form. And then we're going to do the, the second volume. Of um, murder um, right away, so we got Excellent. that going on, and then brilliance gonna come back, and um, uh, that's you and Bagley. Go on, in Bagley, and then and then uh, we and, Oh, and oh my God, I heard today from Alex who promised me that he was drawing Scarlet as we as we were texting. So let us hope that that is true.
0: Excellent. And also, I want to make sure because I'm pretty sure that it's again because we talked we've we've talked since that that conversation people are going to hear after we wrap up this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, they're uh, you know, Gatos obviously uh, there there's something brewing.
1: Yeah, no, the, we we have a project coming out shortly. I, I think I have to wait for the announcement of it because it is not the normal channels. Okay. So, uh, when it is announced, I will hop on the phone with you and we will talk about it. Even if it's, Oh, great. that's Okay. okay. So, that's, and I can tell, I'll great. tell you off the air, but it's, uh, it's, um, it, Ooh, I, for I, me. I, I have to, yeah, I have to wait.
0: No, I respect that.
1: In fact, that's, okay. just, that's just, we've talked for two hours. Let's hang up and I'll tell sure. you. Sure.
0: Oh, and well, really quickly, I wanted to mention a, a, a book that um, that Judd Winnick had re- recommended to me, and I've already started reading it, and it's excellent. What Al it? Cap's, it's Al Cap's, A Life to the Contrary, and it's written by Michael Schumacher and um, and Dennis Kahan. Al, Al, Al Cap? Yep.
1: I'm, I would read that in two seconds.
0: There you go, and oh. you know, you know why, dude? Because um, there are, and this is another recommend because I don't know how much we got into it, me and Winnick, but. Um, On YouTube, there are a bunch of UCLA lectures from the mid-60s all the way through the 70s, and there are some incredible people that spoke to a group of students at UCLA, and it it winds up with a Q&A, including Al Cap and in his ornery yelling at John Lennon and Yoko Ono in the the bed-in period of his life, Mm -hmm. but Rod Serling several times in the mid-60s and in the early 70s um, the Credibility Gap, which was the comedy team that Harry Shear and Lenny and Squiggy, uh, David Landry and Michael McKeon were all part of. They perform and they do Q&A. Jack Benny from 1974, which I, of course, loved. But it's really, really interesting. And Al Cap is among them. And that was the thing that like got Winnick all excited. And he's like, well, you got to read this book. And I'm like, OK. And I started reading it. And it's great. It's
1: really, really great. All right, I'm in. (laughs) No, no. And how great? And how I was. What I was thinking was, how great is YouTube? Holy shit!
0: (laughs) Oh my god. Well, that's why. Thanks for telling us about the thing. Truly, with you, Matt and uh, and Diana, because no, I am constantly finding stuff like that. Great British stuff um, about like. uh, You want a documentary on 2000 AD? Yes, please. Do you want uh, to see Simon Fraser sitting drawing, or, God, there's a Frank Quitely uh, half-hour retrospective, or not retrospective, but just like, all right, here's a day in the life of Frank Quitely. Yeah, exactly. What it is.
1: Oh, it's great. You go on there, you find that some interview you did in 2004 that you completely regret today. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh,
0: I found uh, Derek and Clive, it's Peter Cook and uh, Dudley Moore, cutting an album, kind of Cheech and Chong style, and they're basically... It's it's a it's kind of like Let It Be without all the the, the backstage drama, but it's them in a recording studio riffing.
1: Oh, that's and just
0: Like making up making up comedy, and this is you know them in their prime, at least you know early seventies.
1: Yeah, and it's, I uh, you know, I, uh, I uh, uh, when I started I my mean, my other Tumblr is uh, Bendis World Words for Pictures at, uh, on Tumblr, and when I started it, and you can look in the archive, uh, it's almost exclusively. Uh, archived YouTube videos of amazing interviews with Jack Kirby or Alan Moore or uh, Daniel Close. There's like stuff I was finding on YouTube that was just blowing my mind. And I stopped linking them on my Tumblr because it seemed that every time I found them, I would get them yanked <laughs> off of YouTube. So I, I I don't want them yanked, so I'll stop promoting them.
0: Wait, what are you, so the YouTube would yank them out of your
1: Tumblr? No, I would, I would, I would go. Oh my God, look at this awesome Alan Moore thing that literally been sitting there since 2007. Somehow that would get someone's attention, and then the copyright holder would pull it. Oh, oh,
0: so, that's stupid.
1: So, so I stopped. <laughs> so I, was like, I understand. Oh, I'd, I'd rather have it on YouTube than point. Out. You,
0: it was you, as we're recording this. It was it was Kirby's birthday last Friday. Yes, and um, I saw CBR re. re- uh, publish that YouTube, and I've heard it before, that incredibly sad conversation that, you know, at at first, I mean, Jack is all animated and they think they're doing a good thing and getting Stan on the phone and happy birthday, Jack. And it's like, Oh, uh, hi, Stanley. Uh, It's great to talk to you.
1: Uh, I'm
0: really not happy to have you here. And uh, now you've ruined my day, but thank
1: you. But it (laughs) it does seem that um, from other things like that, that they could have done it two days later and Jack would have had a different opinion. You know what I mean? I like, understand. Yeah, really so? like, like, it was very. could have gone either way. Because like i You know. The, the,
0: the two examples that I point to are that conversation and then the other one that, and I'm sure we've talked about this before, and I know I talked about it with Winnick mm-hmm. that Will Eisner uh, Blu ray documentary. That uh, John Cook put out from comic book artists. Which
1: I show in my class. In fact, that was the documentary show just before me and Matt Wagner did that talk. That uh,
0: oh, that's yeah. great. Yeah. That's excellent. Well, love. but I love that audio conversation, and it's and it's covered in the Dark Horse book Shop Talk of yeah. Eisner's conversations with creators. Uh, another inspiration for War Balloon. I, I fully admit that. Well,
1: Eisner that kind of- invented the podcast.
0: <laughs> he kind of did. He did. No, if you do that, then those assholes that were trying to claim they invented podcasting them, I think that would help their claim.
1: But, so let's yeah, say I,
0: I love – Long-form uh, interview on, on, on audio, yes.
1: Can you imagine 100 years from now when they uh, uh, write about this very sad time in comics and they play little snippets of this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, but, you
0: but, know, honestly, uh, Spurgeon and I – Tom Spurgeon from uh, formerly of the Comics Journal and yeah. Comics Reporter blog – uh, we were we he was just on the show, and we were talking about likely how much tape Gary Groth has of all that stuff because they used to post it. Remember at, at the Comics Journal website, mm-hmm. and there's there was great stuff on there like Gil Kane and Robert Crumb.
1: Uh, I, I I I wholeheartedly hope he's archiving it and saving it digitally.
0: I hope so too, and I and I, yeah. you know, and I've said this on the air too. I know Gary, uh, rather not Gary, Danny Fingeroff wants to create some sort of comics interview database,
1: okay. I am all for right. it.
0: And I'm happy to, like, donate whatever I've done to such a cause. Because, no, I think this this stuff is interesting, and again, to come full circle as we wrap up, it's my regret about um, access to uh, the creative panel. So whatever the future of the Marvel creative movie panel is, in whatever incarnation, if it still exists in, in, to influence something... I look forward to it because I appreciate our conversations, Joe's, my conversations with Joe as well, because I do think this is a really interesting time in comics. And as I've said before to you and to Joe and to Jeff Loeb, these are uncharted waters. Yep, And, I Absolutely. and even the bad stuff that happens is obviously fascinating and it impacts – the comics culture in such an interesting way that we've never experienced this kind of stuff before.
1: Never. Well, listen, I, I uh, again, I hope we can talk more clearly about it in, 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 in the next time we speak. Um, uh, I, I have found, and I'm going to be cup half full dude right now, uh, sure. because the world keeps forcing me to do that. Um, uh, that when weird stuff happens, Around creative people, they almost always find a way to make something cool out of it. Almost always. Yes. You know, and I I really I've seen so many times where a creator uh, gets the wind knocked out of them, or some a shift changes, and then out of that comes the messy birth of some other cool shit. And uh, I'm not saying anything bad happened. Now I don't. I truthfully don't feel like anything bad has happened to me um but uh it it, it, it i i i have i have yet to not see that five steps later something really cool happens so awesome. and I also say this that that uh no I can't say that either okay never mind <laughs>
0: all right well and the good the good news is you and I are wrapping this up, but uh hang tight kids because there's more than an hour left of uh you know, timey wimey. Uh, we step in the TARDIS and go back a month to uh, a time when Brian was uh, just getting used to the idea of being in California to write Powers, and there's a whole mess of Powers stuff on there. Uh, and
1: we now talk I can't about get out of here fast enough. <laughs> 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 no, I just I'm, I'm happy to. You know, you know, you I, I got I got a home. I got I got kids and a wife. Oh, yeah. Oh.
0: No, no, I totally understand. Plus, half of them are starting school, so you're going to see less of them anyway.
1: I know. And you know I'm what sorry. happens is you lose control over their cultural intake. Yes, indeed. These other little weird kids start telling them about about these weird YouTube channels and shit. Anyway.
0: Should I like One Direction, Dad? No.
1: No. Th- thankfully, all on their own, my kids skipped most of that. So
0: Yes, you people will hear this on the next uh, volume. We talk about Olivia's love of rock music. Yes. Yeah. So uh no, so enjoy that, and uh, no, thanks, man, I, and I honestly, I do understand, I, I hope listeners will also understand and appreciate the, you know, explanation of why you can't talk more right yeah, now. Yeah, and
1: it, it no, is, and I just, I know I kind of said this before, but it is weird that I I, 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 I literally, we, we come on here specifically to talk openly about a lot of things, and then here's the thing, and I can't talk about it, and I understand, and it's, and, but it's not me being a douchebag, uh, it's me being um a, a good employee and uh, an honest an honest an honest man in this compromised world. Thank you.
0: And as, as the lawyer takes down the last bits of this transcription <laughs> to ensure that Brian's NDA is is fine, oh, we, we close this portion of the Bendis tapes, but hang on to your seat. Uh we're gonna come back in seconds. All right. All right. Once again, it is time for another brand new Bendis tapes, and uh, we're talking uh, to the man uh, on the left coast. It's Brian Michael Bendis. Welcome again.
1: Yay! Hi, Ben.
0: <laughs> Hi, bud. Saw you in San Diego. You were uh, we were we weren't going to record anyway, but uh, prior to that, it was uh, a Marvel press conference on the new Iron Man.
1: I wish we did this these more frequently, like we used to. I truly do. Aw, oh, yeah, me too, man. I, do, it's okay. I, I, I enjoy them. I'm glad they're successful for you. I, uh, uh, they are a good way to talk about subjects more than just, you know, little sound bites, little snippets of typing, you know what I mean? Sure. So,
0: Although, you know, you were on the boat with, uh, with CBR.
1: I was on the boat. It's always fun. It's always fun to, to figure out Jonah. how much Jonah gives a shit about the interview uh, because if it takes him three months to run it, you can tell that's how much he cared. <laughs> this, yeah.
0: You know, and he does. I mean, it'll be December, and we'll still yeah, get Yeah, and
1: ready. we're still getting boat interviews. So they just put mine out today, so he, he only cared. He only didn't care a little. <laughs>
0: no, you did good. I think if you're within 30 days, <laughs> that's pretty good, man. That's all right. No, no and also, I don't even know. I don't know if he produces them himself or how many people he has, like, turning him around. I remember the Newsarama uh, videos from New York it was the Space.com guys and mm-hmm. you know yeah, it would be dribs and everything and it would take him a couple of days dude this is why I like audio
1: me too Boom. no honestly Boom. To, 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 to be truthful I like to bust Jonas Balls because he handles it so poorly but uh, <laughs> it just makes it funnier uh, it, it, was, it it's a, it, that CBR boat is a boat full of cool dudes and they are true fans and it was yeah. nice and actually it's nice to visit them even more than it was to do the interview and get whatever chotsky Jonah's making us take home with us so my San Diego was weird I wasn't there I wasn't there as a comic book creator I was there as one of the producers of powers I was there as Sony's request um, and they had us doing the whatever that you do you go from like room to room
0: okay, how, how many did, interviews
1: uh, a bunch, you know, we went to the Entertainment Weekly place where they take pictures of people, and and we were ba- we were basically following the cast of Teen Wolf everywhere. And I don't know, I, I've ne- I've never seen that show, but they are very beautiful men and women, like really pretty, like suit, like maybe the prettiest dude I've ever seen. And they they've kind of got glitter all over them, but like very glittery and tall and thin. and... And then here comes me and Oming, you know, yeah. slumping along, and he's you know, he's full in the bag, full of free food everywhere we go. And um, <laughs> so, and and we were there with some of the cast: um, Susan, who plays Dina, and Alisco, mm-hmm. who plays Callista, and they looked amazing.
0: Yeah, they're adorable. They
1: uh, we had this uh, great experience where they took um, really wonderful pictures of the group of us, and then they literally say. Um, uh, all right, not pretty people, get out of the shot. <laughs> Basically, they go behind the scenes people out of the shot, which is, slubs, get out.
0: Exactly. Yeah, Could the nuclear mutants from beneath the Planet of the Apes leave the set? Exactly.
1: <gasps> so we, we ran around, we did our panel, and we, uh, um, I, I had a fun little thing. It was Kelly Sue's birthday, and I, um, <laughs> uh, I got the only existing cake on Car- Coronado Island, and I surprised her at her birthday cake, which she didn't know about. So that was nice. So I we got a nice little moment. Almost made her cry. It was uh-huh. cute. Yeah.
0: Excellent. And I, I went to the uh, Powers panel and heard the big news. Uh, heard uh, season two is going to be about Super Shock.
1: Well, it's going to be Who Killed Retro Girl. Right. And, and then it's going to also have Super Shock in the story. And uh, that story is going to unfold itself throughout the season as well.
0: No, that's awesome. Well, then that makes you know uh, season one was really kind of a combination of a prequel and also you know what we get in the first ch- uh, really trade coming up well you know or leading up to the trade.
1: yeah I guess. I, you know what Season two is so different. I'm so excited about this i I'm here just so uh, people have
2: yeah.
1: I'm actually here in Los Angeles talking to you from my uh apartment that Sony got me, um uh working in the writer's room for a few weeks. Uh I, I'd stay here for a few days and then go home for a few days and my kids were just here for a few days. So we're like bouncing back and forth a lot. The kids loved it actually. And uh and Olivia actually got to sit in the writer's room uh for a day and she just I loved it. It was so funny that you loved it so much. And um, Uh, took her to Amoeba? I took took her to Amoeba. That was, we we had a good day. Amoeba was a good day. And I had her run home because it was my wife's birthday. So I go, honey, we got to go back and I got to go get your mom. And she goes, I literally could stay here all day. (laughs) And I go, this is, but I knew knew it would be, she would, it would be like church to hers. I knew, I knew she (laughs) would love it. And, uh, because you know, listen, record stores are few and far between, you know. I'm well aware, man. And she's a, and she's a rock chick. And, Um, it's a vinyl. You know, Matt Fraction got her a a turntable and some vinyl. And I do not, I, 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 I pride myself on not pushing stuff on the kids, you know. And, um, you know, they, they, they discover stuff from just being around me. But I, you know, and if they ask, I'll get excited about something. But I, you know, but she,
0: yeah, musically, what is she, what is she? she
1: She bought vinyl of, uh, Joan Jett. Nice. Um, uh Beastie Boys. Nice. Uh, um What else she bought? Oh, yeah, she bought Nirvana. And cool. shit, I can't remember the other. Oh yeah, White Stripes. And I sent, right. I sent a picture to Matt and Matt loosely like, I swear to God, I'm for Clint. I'm, I'm, <laughs> it, that's, that's, my, my wife is not in charge of raising our children culturally. She's an amazing mother. But, but <laughs> beyond Broadway and literally the shittiest sci-fi you can think of.
0: No, no, she liked Farscape. Be nice. Uh, Go
1: on. No, you should see what goes on in that, that <laughs> first. And uh, so like, like I'll look at her. I've told you this. I look at her like DVR and, and what's on my DVR, and you yeah. can't believe we, we even know each other. <laughs> what's the shitty sci-fi that she Oh, I, 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 every, t- I mean, shit. I can't. I, well, like she'll watch those. Like she watches Z Nation. And, wow. Yeah, and then I go, oh, still, Chuck is, you just I thought my buddy this? Chuck And then she'll just hang her head. <laughs> that's
0: awesome. Yeah. That's so... I have a buddy who totally watches it. Like, that's his Saturday morning fun is C-Nation, yeah. which cracks me up. That's awesome. <laughs> DJ Qualls is very happy when you talking I'm, about I'm happy
1: for next? him. Believe me, I think, <laughs> No, I I'm, I'm sure a lot of people work very hard on that show. So, uh, I, um, uh, so yeah, so we, we went in and she got the vinyl and she picked out her things. I do know that... I, I will admit that I've been playing beastie boys for my kids since they were like babies. So they've been brainwashed. That's brainwashing. Like, they, like, like my <laughs> seven year old knows all the words to body moving and she has no idea how she knows it. Like it's just, you know, um, but at the same time, uh, Matt has been very, very passionate about Olivia's, um, you know, she has a band and they play, all, you know, the band's still together after all these years. And, and, uh, um, uh, when uh, when Olivia was really taking it seriously, she was seven or eight years old, and we we're in the my backyard. And Matt very seriously pointed at her and goes, "Listen, there's a band called Rush, and they're terrible. And there's going to be people in this world who tell you they're not terrible, but they're liars. It's a bad band, and you don't want <laughs> it, right?" And Olivia was just like, "All right, dude. You know, she's like, I don't even know what you're talking about." And then cut to. Like about six months ago, I forget how long it was, um, the you know, the band gets together every few months and they put together a set and they practice a the set and they play it. And they get together and they each bring songs they want to try or, uh, things they want to try and someone brought in, uh, that maybe they should do Tom Sawyer.
2: <laughs>
1: said, I don't like Rush, I don't know why. <laughs> she didn't seem to get... I know I don't like them. I, I'm not sure what happened. Yeah. Anyway, so I told him, Matt was very proud of himself, and then <laughs> and then and then, and then and it was something funny because I was like like I'm not in the room, but I can hear them talking. The kids with their music teacher, and like they have like a Mr. Sneebly that 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 awesome. you know, teaches them, and and uh, and I heard someone say "Stairway to Heaven," and I just texted a Fraction uh, "Stairway to Heaven," and he wrote "No," like really bad, exactly. You know? And exactly. He ran over with a CD that he spent all night—20 songs from Led Zeppelin that are better than "Stairway to Heaven," and just exactly. at her. And she's like, "All right, okay." <laughs> <laughs> so, so Matt, Matt's a much more grand Santini to Olivia about this than I am. You know. That's awesome. But, uh, but she she fell in love with Joan Jett all by herself. And you know, we watched the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony and. I could see the uh, induction of um, Joan Jett and uh, was powerful to her, and uh, like she's not familiar with Lou Reed because she's only 12, and, and and that was quite an introduction to him. That you know that she she was like, oh, I, I think I want to see more about him. I'm like, yeah, no problem.
0: That's awesome. You know, I was thinking about Lou Reed because uh, they announced uh, the next Farm Aid.
1: Oh, and, yeah. I was,
0: and, and I was tweeting, no lie, for the first Farm Aid, I was still uh, in college, but I was working at one of the pro radio stations downstate, and uh, we were connected to the Illinois Farm Bureau, so we were right there for Farm Aid, and Lou Reed uh, did an interview
1: with me, and it was awesome. Oh, did he, you? Have you talked to Lou Reed? Yes, I did. Oh, my God, this is such a come down for you. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, but it was, Lou like, in that radio station. It's pretty crazy because it was a small market radio station. Lou Reed, Smokey Robinson, and then here's the big drop, the Air Supply lead singer, Russell Hitchcock, who was a very sweet guy. Wow. But, but still, yeah. But, yeah, Smokey Robinson was pretty cool. That was cool. That cool. And, yeah, no, I was That's, no, that's, that's
1: right. from your generation, Smokey Robinson.
0: <laughs> nice, nice. Lou Reed, come on. <laughs> Especially, like, new sensations. That was my college years and everything. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, there you so go.
1: Anyway, so, yeah, so we so I, I'm out here. I know we, we derailed again. I'm out here. No,
0: it was all good. What are you talking about? Tangents are welcome.
1: Uh, uh, I'm out here in LA working diligently on the show. Part of um, the second season uh that Sony uh, gave us was they wanted um, a more. To be more like the book, you know, and
0: I wanted to know. Yeah, go on. Yeah,
1: no, they, our numbers were very, very good and growing every day. And like, you know, the word of mouth was, was amazing. And, and even though we're not on like mainstream television network, you know, where like we're ratings, like people know our ratings and all that, but, um, Uh you know, millions of people have Playstations and PlayStation plus accounts and, uh, they tuned in, it was cool. So that's cool. Yeah. So they, they, you know, they sat me down and said, what's our second season? And I said, well, I, here's what it is. It's, it's, um, uh, who kills retro girl? It's, it's, you know, it's the, it's, uh, it's our best selling graphic novel. And, and, uh, and it's the, it's the story that happens to open up the world of powers, which is what the show needs to do now. And it's an excuse to, change the visual style of the show just because her death means so much that the world actually can shift visually. And we have an actor in Charlton Copley who uh, is desperate to go into deep, dark crevices. He does not want to be like a, like just a typical lead of a show. And we have a secret weapon in Susan. And we have a very good ensemble cast. I mean, they're like really excited engaged actors and uh, so um, and he, this is exclusive stuff and I'm, I'm going I'm to botch it because I can't remember everyone's name because it's not in front of me but um, we have some really interesting new hires behind the scenes um, our production designer is actually the woman who was the production designer of the shield and invented the barn uh, uh, which I think is one of the great cop shops of, of all time Agreed. And and she actually ended up. Uh, she actually went to college with our showrunner Remy Ubachan, and and um, they made their student films together. And she came in, and, uh, and she she is she is our production designer. So the sets are going to look very different. Our costume designer this year is um, Susan, and she's um, uh, um, Josh Whedon's costume designer on Firefly and Buffy, and our cinematographer uh is the guy who did Torchwood and Banshee. The whole show's gonna look different. Um very bold, very striking. You know, we um Raimi's already publicly said and what we're very engaged in is creating a cinematic version of how Mike directs um the comic book. So a, a very in your face, very colorful Different looking show and understood. Yeah, we're, well, we're very excited about it. To be honest with you,
0: well, that's the thing because I mean the tone was right, but yeah, I was thinking about that in fact, and was watching a couple episodes uh, to prepare for the talk. And yeah, it's just I mean there was nothing wrong with the it was it was right for the setting. You'd, you'd be in a house or something like that, but Mike is. Mike's backgrounds are, are sometimes more impressionistic. Is is that yeah. a fair estimation of a direction you guys might go
1: in? Well, I, I guess more with colors than you know. We're not going okay. Like, sure. You know what, what what Mike does is so unique to comics, and I, I guess my philosophy is that the, the the comic book has a very bold visual idea behind it, right? Mm-hmm. It's both in colors and the way Mike draws. And the the, the the TV show has to do, be a TV show. It can't just be like – Understood. But it should find its own version of whatever that bold visual signature is, right? Like I want people to see a still of us and go, oh, that's Powers. And if Absolutely. The end, and yeah. there's going to be like – just like – and honestly, Daredevil did it. You, you immediately know that – I mean Daredevil is a very bold – Exciting yes. visual show. I happen to know that Jessica Jones is on its own level as well, and um, Power should be in the same boat as that. And uh, and, and I, I I fully I'm so happy with Sony that they um, engaged our 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 desire to hire these people because the, these three these are three gigantic hires that are going to give us what we need. So.
0: I'm looking up uh, the shield the, the production designer's name to uh,
1: help us out. Thank you.
0: But yeah, while we, while we do that, I um,
1: it's Kitty. Not,
0: Kitty. Okay, because I'm not in the crew yet. Okay. But I like it because um, yeah, there was a gentleman's name when uh, when I was looking up uh, just on Google, so I went to IMDb. Let's see if we can find it. Um, I wondered if and and was curious if you do look at the other shows that are out there, obviously you, you do get to see some of this stuff being, being uh, part of Marvel too. So just even from a, just like as an observational thing, you know, are you guys watching these other shows and saying, okay, you know, yeah, looking at this, uh, what needs to change for the second season. Are you comparing to other things or really, is it just looking like you said at the comic itself? And like, yeah, that's kind of an aesthetic that's missing. We need to
1: work on that. Oh, and by the way, our cinematographer is Christopher Faluna. Um, Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I just I blinked for a second. I I didn't mean to. Um, um, but, 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 but yeah, but very what what an amazing um, uh, cinematographer and our and our stunt coordinator is something else too this season. So anyway, no, yeah, no, you know what you do is you look and there's certain shows that are hitting a high water mark, and 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 you and there's other shows that have a, their own look, and then you go, okay, well we should be either. On par with that, or have our own look, you know what I mean so Understood. um and 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 to be truthful and and the the last half of the powers first season that look started to find itself mm-hmm. uh, like uh, uh episode six and on um a, a new cinematographer came in and started messing with the lights and and making some choices that that got uh, much more exciting for me personally. Um, but uh it did make me feel like, wow, we can really come out of the gate on season two like and really hit the ground running. And there's a lot of shows that have done this. West Wings done it, um The Shield did it, uh Buffy did it, um uh, Star Trek The Next Generation did it, Sa- Blair Sanders sure. did it, Seinfeld and, and, and yes. I, 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 I that excites me. You know. So, oh yeah. So yeah, so we have this excellent writers' room. Uh, ben Edlund is actually in the writers' room. There's a bunch very of people excited in the about room, that. But Ben's someone that comic book people know. Yes, he created the Tick.
0: Well, also great TV: Buffy, Angel, Supernatural.
1: Absolutely, you know. and um, uh, Linda McDidney who was on staff on Homicide, uh, and, and gives me all kinds of homicide gossip. Um, and so we have this really great. Um, uh, group of people with really interesting credits uh all very dedicated to adding something special to the to the very unique television landscape you know it's things have things have changed dramatically in just a couple of years about Absolutely. how how people get their tv and how people see it and uh um you know what, what so going back to your earlier question yeah you look at the other shows and go all right we have to make sure that our show uh, it serves its purpose in the, in this very crowded marketplace. And just like Powers was, uh, this other thing as a comic book where people who know they're superheroes can now get another flavor, which is having them dead. Um, we, no, <laughs> yeah. we, we, now we're positioned to do that, um, on television now. So, uh, um, and even though we're Sony, it's going to be like this, this crazy indie rated R show. I mean, my, the episode I'm writing, uh, a, 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 a significant portion of it takes place at a full blown uh, power sex club that, you know, you're not going to see this on the flash. It's just not going to happen. So,
0: no, that's great. That's what I think. That's the hope, uh, you know. That yeah, let's let's go. Uh, let's get edgier and stuff. You're on a different platform. Why not?
1: But the book, and it's not even like just being nice. weird to be weird. The book is like this.
0: Of course it is. What uh, are you talking about? Everyone remembers some of the fine fucking that you've given us in the book over <laughs> the years.
1: <laughs> and and we have a we have a lead actor who um, spent the summer uh, devouring all of the books. And no kidding. he got to, he'd, he'd read enough for the first season, but uh, he decided to read like all 88 issues. And I don't like, and I, I don't think he was aware of, of the monkey fucking issue. That's and what I meant. He got there and <laughs> he, he'd only, I, I think he'd heard me and Charlie busting each other's balls about it. Like, cause Charlie was like, we're never doing that. I go, oh, we're doing it. I go. I go. We get to season five. We're doing it right, and uh, and and uh, Charlton was so funny, and he's got this very. And people have heard him. A uh, very thick South African accent. The Absolutely. accent you hear. District in Nine. District Nine is. is yeah. His voice, and and he just like, uh, he's like, uh, we have to do this now. We have to. We have to have the monkeys fucking now. We don't like skip the retro girl and get right to the fucking. And I'm like, no. It, it, it is a season four or five idea. You can't just go to the, you know what I mean. But it was yes, it do. was exciting that he was so excited. Like he wants to do it.
0: That's fantastic. Yeah. That's hilarious. So, no, it no, and truly, that's the ambition. Hopefully, you get to that stuff. You get to see, uh, you know, Walker as the guardian and everything. The, yeah. the galactic, uh, you
1: know. He was very. That's Charles, he He's very excited. There's a chance to <laughs> get his powers back. He's very very excited. That's so, excellent. Um, yeah, no. So it this is my my I have a very it's a very weird summer where I, I split my time between um, super daddy and 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 executive producer. I've never had I really had an office before, and um, uh, yeah. So and we're just you know, but part of the deal with Sony was that it, that it it'd be more like the book and that I be more present in the production. Uh, and I was involved last season, but I. Came and went at at my leisure, and uh, this one was obviously like you know get to work. And and I was I was happy that they were willing to write a big fucking check to make another season of this. So of course I you know I sat down with my wife and I go, I mean this we've been we've been you know we've been aiming for this for years and yeah, and you know and the kids are all off at of camp and everything. So it was like yeah go do you know. Go do it. We'll figure it out. We have. We figured it out. The kids. The kids are fine. They get to come down here, and go swimming. They couldn't be happier. And um, and you know, and uh, Sabrina has been saving for an American Girl doll for two years. She had no oh, idea awesome. there was an American Girl doll store. So I surprised her and took her to the American Girl doll store at the Grove here in L.A. And wow. it was yeah, it, it was as exciting for her as. Amoeba Records with so Olivia. So I understand the kids are thrilled and, um, uh, uh yeah, so it was, it, so it's, it's going smooth right now. We start filming in, uh, the middle of September. Um, I'm writing and producing the second episode and an episode on the back five. Um, but I, I have like the big, uh, budget buster episode. I have a, I have a very crazy episode, um, coming up that, that, um, Sony liked what they heard. So, yeah, we're uh, we're doing good. And it's just a good feeling, you know, working with people that everyone's on the same page, everyone's getting along. It's a good room. And, and, and you know, Ben's one of us, you know, when, when, yes. when he's not – he's just drawing while he's talking, which is what Mike Oming does. And Mike came down a couple weeks ago and was in the writer's room for a few days, and they were, like, having a draw-off. They were just both drawing while they were talking. So –
0: and is Ben just drawing ideas, or is he just randomly drawing while he's, you know... Both so
1: things. You'll, you'll think he's drawing an idea because he's talking while he's drawing, and you think he's going to show you something that illustrates his point, and he just draws a giant frog, and it had nothing to do with what he...
0: <laughs> he's a really interesting guy. Um,
1: super he, he interesting.
0: Came, he came on Word Balloon uh, while he was still doing Supernatural a couple of years ago. Ben Blacker helped me uh, arrange for it, and... um you know, yeah, I, I I would like to talk to him again. I don't know if um, Renee would be uh, w- willing to talk. And I and you know, when you guys get closer to start time or whatever, it, it'd be great to have you both on or whatever. Or and or, and of course, always happy to talk to you as much as no, you
1: Rayman, can i can I I would like. I think you would like Ramey. Rayman. Ramey's very interesting dude. Oh, Ramey, excuse me. Yeah, who's had a uh, very interesting career in 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 television and. Uh, just what other shows well well, well, well well his biggest achievements is Fallen skies and um and what he accomplished there and uh he did caprica and and so many others but uh, that's cool he's just he's done a lot of genre stuff a lot of stuff that your the word balloon audience will have watched and 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 known. And, uh, I was
0: I was at the Falling Skies uh, original press junket and uh, interviewed the cast and Mark Fairhaven was on the original mm-hmm, writing staff. Yep.
1: and also yep. uh, uh, Rami's um, stepfather uh, was an actor who was on very uh, shows that you and only you will remember, uh, like seventy seven Sunset Strip and, uh, and things like that.
0: Oh wow, he uh, goes back to no, the, but the he, early got, Warner Brothers days. Yeah, man.
1: he was on set. He he saw things. Wow! Yeah, it's very interesting stories. Oh man! So he would be, he'd be like, "Look how excited you are now!"
0: Exactly. This
1: guy's gonna give a shit about. I'm sure. now gonna watch one guy. Like,
0: tell me about seventy-seven. 70 trip, oh, I want to talk. To him. Exactly, you're killing me. <laughs> Bourbon Street beat.
1: <laughs> Fantastic! Uh, yeah. You're killing. Really yeah. interesting stories about, about, about a lot of things that he's seen and uh, everything. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll 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 make that happen. But anyway, so it's an interesting time. So I basically spend. Um, uh, my, my days, uh, uh, writing television and my nights writing comics. And, uh, I'm in the, I'm in this, um, very lonely bachelor apartment that Sony got me that is just a reminder of what the hell my life would have been if I had not met my wife. Ah, Holy shit. Someone, someone carved red was here on one of the beams up there. I don't, I don't know what that means. <laughs> so... Nice Shawshank reference. Thank you. So, um, uh, yeah, but uh, it's, yeah, it's like play acting bachelor life for three days a week or something. So, uh, but I get to to ride my bike to work and ride my bike home from work. It's good. uh, Yeah. That's cool. It's a healthy summer.
0: And it is the Sony lot, right?
1: Uh, Yeah, it's in Culver City.
0: I I got uh, *Prophets of Science Fiction* is in that neighborhood, and I I, I shot my stuff over there. Cool, and went to, and I was and hung out at the Sony Sony lot, and was very excited because again, movie fans know that's the original MGM lot, like from the '30s and
1: stuff. Uh, is, it, is it? yeah? I don't know the history.
0: Oh yeah, so yeah, that's yeah, all that property. They're a good Italian restaurant right there, right at uh, right at the front of the lot, and I can't remember the name of it, but. Uh, I had a very good Italian meal right there,
1: but it was good to take uh, my daughter Olivia. It, you know, I, I never, I never get to take my kids to work. I've never had a job to take them to, and uh, um, uh, Daddy going to work, his daddy's in his boxers sitting in the basement, and uh, um, uh, so I she she came in and she's very interested in film and, and television, and so I told her, listen, you sit there, and if you get bored, you go sit in my office and play on your iPad. She didn't budge. She just loved it. That's fantastic. She just loved it. And then um, I took her down um, to Sony's uh, prop um, warehouse, which is by us, and it is uh, elaborate. It's like a uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark warehouse just goes on and on forever, (laughs) and it's literally like every single painting and piece of furniture and costume and everything you can think of from every show, all cataloged and all it just goes on and on and on and on forever, and I took her in there, and it was like you know she was she was in shock. That's yeah. awesome. Cool. Very
0: very cool. Yeah. And I saw the videos online of Facebook. Uh, you took the kids to the aquarium.
1: Yes. The aquarium was a big hit. Long Beach Aquarium was a big hit. You know, it's hard. My, you know, just because I have two kids that are older. I mean, seven isn't older, but she's a mature seven. So, and and then I have a, a four and a two-year-old. Yeah. They're kind of close together, so you have to find things that all of them will like. You know, so sure. It's, uh, it's 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 t- it's only for a few more years, but it's, it will it be tough. But right now, it's a tough one.
0: That's cool. Does, does, London, two does London?
1: Does London not two babies? You yeah. know, say it again. Basically, it's like two young women and two babies, and you just you know, right. You know.
0: No, I understand. Has London uh, got any uh, superhero plushies or anything like that? Is he, has he shown any initial interest in any specific
1: stuff? My wife keeps buying him Star Wars stuff, like just brainwashing him with Star Wars stuff. And he loves it, you know. Cool. But he doesn't, right. he doesn't know what it is. And, sure. And we, went to, we went to see Minions, and he's, he's got a lightsaber. He doesn't know what the fuck it is, right? <laughs> so we went to see Minions. And the Star Wars trailer was before it, and he's sitting next to me, and someone pulls out a lightsaber, and he looks at me and goes, "I, I, I know that, like, I, I know what that is, like, huh? like he was connecting the dots and looking at me, like, what? Did you see that guy? Above? Yeah, so, and I was excited because, you know, we're just months away from me taking him to a movie he's way too young to go see, but he's gonna have to. Do it. <laughs> he's gonna have to build it. Like young Simba. Yes. You're going to hold hold them up up in the theater. (laughs) That's outstanding. That's great, man. Too damn funny.
0: Uh, Now I'm psyched for that. Did you take them all to Ant-Man?
1: No. uh, My daughter had discovered Wet Hot American Summer. Uh, (laughs) what, What were we watching? We were watching something, and the commercial for Wet Hot American Summer came on. She likes that kind of comedy, but she never heard of the movie. Uh, I forgot that she's a 12 year old and she can figure out how to watch these things, whether I want her to or not. So, uh, she goes, what, what's this movie with Paul Rudd? Like she wants, she loves Paul Rudd. And then she went, she just literally excused herself and then came back to me and goes, I loved what Hot American summer. It took me about an hour to figure out what kind of movie it was. And then I figured out what it was. And and then uh, she literally sat in the hotel and binged all eight episodes of the news. I don't know if you've seen it. It's tremendous.
0: I haven't watched a Netflix uh, show yet. I, I've seen the movie, and I, and I will watch it, yeah.
1: Tremendous. It's a tremendous comedy achievement. It is the silliest, stupidest thing I've ever seen. It is so unto itself unapologetically for all eight episodes. There's not a loser in the bunch. Awesome. Yeah, the the cameos, the guest stars, everything about it is hilarious. Cool. Brad Bradley Cooper, it's clearly not really there, and it is so funny that they keep finding ways to include him. They really just cut to him reacting to the story that he's not there for, and it's so fucking funny. And then they and then they uh he's. He's going to be at the big party, and they go, "Oh, you're coming to the party?" He goes, "Yeah, I'm the DJ. I'm DJ Ski Mask." And then you see a guy <laughs> in a ski mask DJing the party—that's clearly not Bradley Cooper—and <laughs> it's so funny. And they do it for two episodes, and then, and then just for a second in the middle of the episode, uh, Bradley Cooper will pull up the ski mask, scratch his nose, and put the ski mask back right on. <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, bravo! This is—that's awesome." Anyway.
0: No, that's cool. No, I'm very excited. You know, I was like a month or two late to Kimmy Schmidt, too, and uh, I really love Kimmy Schmidt. I thought that was a hell of a show. Yeah,
1: I love Kimmy Schmidt, and I, you know, obviously love the Marvel mo- shows, and, I, of course. and and whoever it is that is picking these comedies, man, I got to tell you, I just, I'm, I'm so grateful for eight episodes of Wet Hot American Summer. I, I, oh, yeah. I wanted to write a thank you. I was so thankful, you know. So
0: I I understand my uh, my newswoman was really into the uh, Lily Tomlin uh, uh, Jane Fonda show.
1: Yeah, I haven't checked it out yet.
0: I watched it and it's good. I mean, it's totally senior citizen, (laughs) which is fine, but that's great. And the great thing is it's not just, oh, oh, silly grandpa, let's cut back to the kids. No, that the show is really about the four of them, you know, Fonda and then also, you know, Martin Sheen and uh, Sam Waters. Sure, sure. So it's yeah high power cast and e. Brooklyn Decker is fine. She doesn't embarrass herself. Uh, Ethan Embry from uh, that thing you do and everything else is very funny. It's it's good. It's a it's a decent show. So I've I've watched like five of those because I was like bless you. I was like yeah it's good. And you know twenty minutes you burn through them real fast. You know unlike you know so the hour shows which you know I I did I, I you know I watch Powers. I watch Daredevil. I you know I uh, I'm enjoying them. They're great. And like you said. Yeah, you know, I mean, Daredevil, Jesus Christ, holy shit!
1: Yeah, and I was, I was yes. um, grateful that I was able to spout off about Jessica Jones last week because I've been holding it in for a while. That you know,
0: yeah, tell me, what, tell me what you can.
1: Well, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll be vague, but, but truthfully, here, I, 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 I did not work on Jessica Jones, and right. I, I, uh, I came in and talk to the writer's room and Melissa Rosenberg very engaging with me. But I, you know, I, I never even went to the set when I was in New York. Um, because as a television producer, I know that people are actually trying to work and sometimes you show up to the set and you're not actually helping. Um, I understand. So, yeah. so, uh, um, uh, you know, and I'd read the script and, and, and I would, I would get updates from either Jeff Loeb or Joe, and you know, but fingers crossed, you know, um, you can do everything right and it doesn't work out and you can do everything wrong and it's wonderful. So, um, uh, I, I got to see the first couple episodes and it's a very surreal experience, but it's, it's a very good show. It's just very good and faithful and, and it goes there and, 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 uh, um, you know, now that people see Daredevil, I think that they believed me when I said, yeah, the show goes there. You know, uh, oh, wow. like, like Daredevil, every once in a while, go, oh, that's much darker than I thought we'd get out of this. Right. And uh, right. And, and and Jessica goes in the same places on its own merits. So and my name is on the show. So it, it's very weird to have your name on a show and not having worked on it. But then it's good. So, you know. What a huge relief! <laughs> Understood. No, and that's uh, that's terrific. Yeah. Good, and I, as I said on, on Tumblr the other day, the the casting of Luke Cage is is um, startling. Uh, it, it is it is as good a casting as Robert Downey Jr. Because I, I I can't imagine a harder role to cast, you know. And, sure. And, and boy, this guy just woof! Wow you know, just nails it with his, with this quiet power. So, so yeah, so, um, it's, it's, it's an, it's an exciting time, Booby. I, you know, there's uh, <laughs> a lot of Michigas going on and it's, it's, uh, none of it's embarrassing.
0: No, it's amazing. And that's really, it, it is, I keep saying, I said, I had Joe on recently and I had Jeff on recently and it's exciting because all of this is uncharted waters. And you're doing it too with powers directly. Right. But that but that is exciting. And and again, that is what makes I think powers different, as you say, because not only is it a superhero world, but it's a superhero world where uh, you know, your favorite character may not be there after a couple episodes. Exactly. And 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 that's good because I mean that's obviously what Robert's got going with Walking Dead too. Mm-hmm. And there's there's that nobody is safe. Yeah. And I think and I think that's that's great. And it is a way to do it differently than certainly, you know, the Marvel movies so far got, you know, we'll see what happens in phases three and four, but, uh, but no, I think that's, I think that's great and it does set it apart and that's why I'm, I'm excited too for Super Shock when you guys announced that at the panel, Uh, because, you know, that's just a great opportunity to explore what Super Shock represents and as a contrast to the the world that you guys have set up in this first mm-hmm. season,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, and, and I, that, I think know, you're going to enjoy the casting of this uh, uh, character as well.
0: Excellent. You're and back to yeah. back to, back to Jessica Jones for a second because I don't want to forget this. Yeah, Jeff's been raving about Mike uh, Mike Coulter, I believe is his name. Yeah, uh, no,
1: because I I I I I know, I know for a fact it's it's if you if you fuck up that casting. You yeah. fucked up Jessica. You fucked up the Luke Cage show and right. the Defenders. So you fucked right. up three shows, yeah. and, and and it's 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 such a it's such a win. It's such a gigantic casting win uh, that that you know. Listen, I wh- why why I was very zen about the whole Jessica thing is um, Joe was there, and jo- Joe was as proud of Jessica as as me and Michael are. Um, you know, he, he green that book and was very proud of having done that. And I, I know he would do everything in his power to, um, to, to make sure it, it, it was a show that he could show me with a smile on his face. And, and, uh, and, uh, he's never let me down once and he didn't let me down here either. Man. So.
0: That's awesome. Well, and I, and yeah, I wondered because. I, I think, uh, and I always forget how to say which which way to say her name. What's Ritter's first name again? Kristen. Yeah, Kristen Ritter. You know, I don't know why. I, you know, but she's, you know, Breaking Bad and and you know the bitch in you know two B or whatever the hell uh, the sitcom was and everything. But she's gorgeous. And I, you know, Jessica in the comics was was it just it's certainly the way Mike drew her mm-hmm. because I think Bagley drew her prettier and others drew her prettier. But Mike just drew her as like really like an ordinary girl. Yeah. And I don't, that in any disparaging way, but she did. She just was like, you know, it was a real world look. No,
1: you know, and I mean, this is, this is what I, um what I think I, I described in the script is that someone who you, 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 they get prettier to you as you, as, as you get to get to know, get them. to know them. And there's people in your life where um, Absolutely. you, you didn't think of them that way. And then slowly you just go, man i just can't take my eyes off you you know what i mean you're just,
2: you are just you know
1: and and that that and that's hard to pull off in comics and he did it and my feeling there was um especially with his style that if you 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 don't want to get sick of you if she's she's going to be in literally every panel of the comic right. you don't want to get sick of her or sick of looking at her you wanna, like, kinda want to like kind of want to see her you know and and that, uh-huh. that's um and that, that was the mindset there and, and I and I think uh Kristen yeah Kristen's a very, very pretty woman, but she plays it uh with such she's so wounded, I mean like just like Jessica right she's drinking, and she doesn't play it like that shitty drunken acting, you know uh-huh. is it like I, I would put it on par with John Hammond uh the the, the don Dra- draper drinking
2: mm-hmm. you know
1: what I mean like like that that's my favorite kind of drunk acting where they they are drunk you know and uh oh. but it's not like hey you know it's, it's, it's right. you just look at them and go they are not here and, it's barfly yeah and uh yeah, <laughs> barfly exactly and um and uh it's and she 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 plays the wounded parts just so well.
0: Okay, or leaving Las Vegas if you want to give Nick Cage a bone.
1: Exactly, yeah. who doesn't?
0: That's all right. Exact that Big Daddy, for Christ's sake, a five right. kick-ass performance.
1: Come on, that's right.
0: We'll forgive him for the ones that he's got to do for 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 kick-ass. It's all right. right. Um, but no, I understand it. No, I was going to say um, I have. I'm very pleased, and uh, I haven't framed it yet. But I've got Mike Mike Drew, a wonderful Jessica smoking for me. And then also when he had the print of Jessica being pregnant, there's a difference because there's Jessica smoking, not happy with herself. And then there's Jessica pregnant. Jessica's glowing because she's pregnant and she is, it's the same woman, but she is, she's, she's more comfortable with herself and, and is a little more content. And, and you, you see it, you see it in the, the difference in the art and stuff like that. So that's interesting. I'm, I'm no, I'm, I'm very excited. And really I, I, uh, that's great. I'm really happy for the Netflix shows.
1: That's terrific. And, you know, and me and me and uh, me and Gatiss went to college at the same time, uh, at the same place. We were not friends when we were in college. Um, Did you know each other? Uh, no, I, well, I was hyper, hyperly aware of him. He was far, far better than me. He was a year ahead of me. OK, I, I had, um And we were both the comic guys. We were the comic guys at a fine arts school. So, like, if you knew us, you knew both of us, right? So, uh, I would see his work, and it was uh, better than me, and and I would be probably annoyed and hateful, and probably said shitty things about him, even though I didn't know him, and because I was insecure and young. And uh, I remember I got my contract to make comic books at Caliber, and I was so excited that I got my first publishing contract while still in college. I was so excited. And the next day I find out that Michael Gatis got a contract to publish his first comic at Tundra, which was wow. which was um uh Kevin Eastman's very high class full yes. color glossy paper. Um uh uh so he his mine was on uh barely newsprint <laughs> and his in black and white and his was a full color beautiful thing and I'm like, God, I hate you, Michael Gatus, but uh uh, but truthfully, I, 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 thought it was wonderful. And, uh, um, you know, my name is, is, I, I talked about this on Tumblr, but I, I want to talk about it here too. Um, yeah. my name's on the book is I created Jessica Jones. Uh, and, and it was that way because I had signed a deal to create Jessica for Marvel, like before Michael was anywhere involved. I and then that contract got put into a drawer. And, and 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 that just applied. Uh, I am very happy to announce that in all next printings of um, the comic book and on the TV show, it will say by me and Michael. Terrific. It is by me and Michael, without any sure. doubt. There's no judgment. Absolutely. Without him, absolutely not. And um, uh, you know how I feel about this stuff in my creator creator own world. Uh, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm 50-50 down the middle about everything. And, um, and I, I, and that this isn't a creator own thing, but it's still, it, it, read wrong. That's not, it's not correct that I created her. So it's fixed and I'm happy that it got fixed. And Joe actually caught it and called me and goes, you want Gaitis's name on this? And I'm like, yes, I do. I want Gaitis's name. And it was done, fixed. So good. Very cool.
0: That's cool. Yeah. And have we heard what Mike thinks of – has
1: he seen he anything? He has not or? seen it yet. He lives in up upstate New York, so he's not a near us, but I'm hoping to get him into this stuff um, soon. We're working on something right now together, so. Um,
0: something new. Yes. Well, and I mean, certainly with the new Alias or a uh, new Jessica Jones show, uh, we're all hoping that we might see some new Jessica Jones material. Me too. I think that's kind of the answer I was expecting all right that's cool uh we 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 can connect dots It's it's all good um no that's that's fantastic and uh yeah I'm really glad and that's cool that Mike's getting his props on the show too Absolutely. both ways so that's excellent and, uh, and I'm looking forward to talking to homing uh, about his uh perceptions of uh the powers production he's, a lot of peace.
1: he's he's having a good time man he's um <laughs> he was he was kind of um Floating around a little bit, I, I, he was, he was, he was definitely um, having a like out of body experience. It was very fun, because and this is I, 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 have it too. I, it's, um, it's a book that me and Mike do alone in our basements. Like I write it alone in my basement. He draws it alone in the basement. Sometimes he writes a little bit. Blah 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 blah. You know, it's just us, right? And now yeah. it's all these other people, right? There's a lot of other people, and they're all. Like having sex with our girlfriend in front of us—it's weird. It's a weird thing, and like high-fiving us—it's—it's it's just a weird a, a feeling. So, yeah,
0: I it, think it's fascinating. Yeah, it's—it's yeah.
1: it's absolutely fascinating, and truthfully, doing it with him is the best part of it. So.
0: Well, you got someone else that can commiserate and, and appreciate what you're going through. It's like, and I only mean this in the sense that it's a shared experience. That's like what like the Beatles always said about each other in terms of no one, you know, who else could you talk to about, like, can you believe they're doing this?
1: This is amazing. Here's what I've learned in, in the short time. I have a lot of very, very good friends, all who, uh, who are very successful in their fields. No one has any uh, jealousy about each other's stuff. Um, but if you complain at all about anything about your TV show, boy, do people's eyes glaze over. Nobody wants to hear anybody bitch about their TV show. Sure. And, oh, my, oh, really, your TV show? Blah, blah, blah. Like, you still have problems in the day, you know? I mean? Sure. They still have real problems. But boy, oh boy, there's no one here. So if, if, if only just that I can talk to Mike about things without having to worry about him going, really, your TV show that you're working on? With the <laughs> millions of the dollars that they gave you to make a TV show? It's, you're really having a bad day? You know, but it's, it's, um, you know, it's nice to have uh, people you can commiserate with.
0: Are you going to any, like, TV... Like, they have the thing in Austin for the TV conference or anything stupid like that?
1: Um, You know, that stuff gets aimed at... Like when we're ready, you know what I mean. Like, I understand.
0: Yeah, but it's more of an established show, it's
1: very, it's very, and those things are very set set within the the. And we're kind of off season, so like we were going to do the TCA, and then we're like, well, we're not ready yet. Like, why would we? You know, we're coming out, you know, next year. So why don't we just make our show, and when it's ready, we'll we'll go hustle.
0: Okay, and you, you kind of you, you went away for a second oh. you know, as Skype drops out just for a second. So it, when you said it's uh, it's geared more towards like network shows, yeah, I guess, or like
1: the TCAs and all these like television yeah. events, like the pay exactly. Center, and those are all like based on the network um, schedule season, and we're like okay. we're like way off that season. You know, we're, we're okay. just, uh, So we're gonna dude, we're just gonna go make our show, and then we're, when it's made, we'll we'll find ways to show it to people. I so, yeah. Okay. No, I, I'll do. You know, I, I whatever Sony wants us to do, we'll be happy to do. But I just want to like, even even at uh, San Diego, I felt, you know, we're just starting. We and meanwhile, other people there have like whole shows to show, right? And we don't, you know. So, um, but but the Blu-ray was coming out. They want us to go talk about it. So yeah, we do. But all people want to hear about is second season, second season. And we just weren't ready to go into great detail yet. And I hate those kind of panels and we had fun. And we gave shit out and you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, 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 we had some, and, and, um, so many people came up to me and said, did Mike pre-draw that? Was that like a camera trick? The, the super, yeah. Show. Cause what we had was Mike was going to draw the character that's going to appear on the show live. Right. And then 10 minutes later, he was done with the drawing. Yeah. <laughs> and literally, someone who knows better came up to me and goes. So he, he had that drawing hidden somewhere, and I'm like, No, he he was on camera. He drew it right in front of everybody, and it's, it's just so funny how that freaked everybody out.
0: That's funny. Yeah, I was there. That's that's right. I forgot about that. Very very funny.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. And I and I, you know, you can't spoil it's. Um. I mean, we, you know, and I don't want to if people haven't seen the blu-ray yet or whatever. Or do you, you think it's in the box, so it's okay to talk about things that happen? As far as characters, it's up to you. I mean, we know it's going into Who Killed Retro Girl, yeah. so obviously we know that Michelle Forbes is technically dead. Is dead.
1: Well, it was very but, funny that the I would get when that episode came out. There were people who did not read the book, and right. they were devastated, just devastated. Because well, so, yeah,
0: because she was so strong. Yeah,
1: and she's so strong, and Michelle Forbes is such a known actor and terrific. Goes, yes, well, she's safe for sure. Because we literally go, you can't kill her. You can't kill Retro Girl. No one kills Retro Girl. And then we killed her, and it was no. So and it was uh, a lot of uh, female uh, uh, watchers, right, new watchers, yes, were ben, sure. truly devastated. Sure. So so that that was that. I felt like Lucy with the football. You're like, oh yeah, sorry, <laughs> we, we did it again and uh um but but then yeah it 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 so it is who killed retro girl. it's a different um conclusion to that story, but the story means the same to the characters
0: interesting yeah. okay, wow, yeah because because I almost wondered, and again, I know you can't talk, but I will just openly speculate that given that it is who killed retro girl, there's an opportunity for flashbacks of things we haven't seen, yes. And so, there therefore, is. okay. So,
1: all right. So, yeah. is Michelle still on the show?
0: Yes, that's the question. Kind
1: of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, oh. yeah I, I. We're not doing like body doubles or anything like that. When we when we do our our stuff, they'll they'll be there.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Great. Because no, there's there's obviously lots of untold moments. And certainly, again, with, with Supershot coming as well, too. Who, who's to say how far back you could go? That's what intrigues me beyond the obvious, is the opportunity to maybe see things in flashback, too, of, of you know, at a different time, when, you know, Diamond was still Diamond, or, yep. or even before that, you know. So, yeah, this is exciting. Yep. Very Absolutely.
1: Cool. And it's not the only story we're telling this season. It's not a whole season of Who Kills Retro Girl. It's... uh That story will reveal itself and then it will reveal something else, uh, much like it did in, in the comics and then that Uh will, and then that will take over. So, uh, so you're gonna, um, see a lot more dead bodies, a lot more homicide cases, um, in, in the, in the, in the show. So that's gonna, that's gonna be cool. That was something I thought I lost a little bit because uh, there was so much going on with the wolf and running around, but, but it's a homicide. Detective show, and we're going to see a lot more, a uh, lot more, a lot, lot more crime scenes.
0: And I liked Eddie's whole character arc, too.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Eddie, Eddie, I got it. Amazing. Boy, I know we've we talked about this before, but Eddie, Eddie from top to bottom, boy, is he a classy son of a bitch. What a, what a, what a decent, cool dude. And it was someone we were big fans of, and you kind of wanted to be a cool dude, and he was. Yeah. Yeah, He couldn't. he couldn't have been cooler. I'm very, very glad. I got to spend some time in my life with him. He was, uh, so nice to my friends. Um, just, just, just a doll from top to bottom. Couldn't have been a bigger supporter of the show, too.
0: That's awesome, yeah. man. No, I'm a big fan. Yeah, that's, that's really, really cool.
1: Yeah, and I, I very also, funny. I mean, you're asking for the monkey issue. You're basically asking for us to dress Eddie up in a monkey suit and jump on top of you. <laughs> that's what you're asking for. I just want to make sure you understand. Because that's what's going to happen. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, I mean that's basically what you're what you're picking.
0: That's that's true. That's, I didn't really think of that. That's a very good point. Yeah. Ew.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I can see anybody. Like, all right.
1: <laughs> so, and I think what what, what what will baffle people the most is that while all this is going on, I'm still keeping up with my comics. Um, yes, that, uh, and that and, and be I, uh, look what I did there. I I, I transitioned us, and uh, and um and, and 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 I'm very proud of that because I I've, I've declared on this show, I've declared uh, anywhere that we listen that comics come first, <laughs> and um and uh, that is what's happening.
0: That's excellent. Well, I gotta tell you, man, I'm loving the stuff you're doing for Secret Wars. Well, i uh...
1: this is uh, thank you. It's uh they're very beautiful books. They're just gorgeous to look at.
0: Man. So. Well, you know, uh, in, in, uh, don't get me wrong, and I want to talk about uh, ultimate end. Mm-hmm. Ultimate end? Yes. All right, I want to make sure I'm saying it Yeah, It is ultimate end. All right, I, I'm flipping through. Uh, but old man Logan is great. And it's so funny. I uh, I think I when I talked to uh, Mark Miller came to Chicago, and it was great seeing him. And I haven't seen him in six years live. And uh, you know, I don't think I don't think old man Logan had started again at, at that point right. or not, but. Uh, no, it's I I, I got to tell you, man, for being the second person to like visit that world and stuff, it's a great story. And sorry, uh, uh, Sorrento,
1: uh, uh, Sorrentino, you,
0: Sorrentino. Thank you. All right, see, I can't get anybody's name right. Uh, Sorrentino's. God, it is perfect for that book.
1: Now he's something else, and and uh, I thank Mike Martz for introducing us to each other. Even though I'm losing him to his first love, Jeff Lemire, uh, soon. Um, we did this did. Happen. We did two X-Men annuals together. And yes, it did. He's exactly the kind of artist I like to dig in with. Like, boy, would I buy any book with his name on it, right? Yeah. And it's a challenge to write for someone of such talent, right? And so, um, yeah. So yeah. So that, that that those those annuals went well, and uh, when Old Man Logan was put on the table. I think old man Logan's the best thing Mark and Steve have ever done individually and together. I, Mark might disagree. I think it's the best thing he's ever done. I think it's a tremendous ballsy, very funny Mark. It's, it's just Mark being Mark on every page, right? It's a dinosaur with that's a venom, you know, and, and, and I just, I, I, it's the part of Mark I love dearly. And, um, uh you know, for years we all just waiting around for him to do another one, and then clearly he's not going to do another one and, right. and I'm like, uh well, if he's not going to do another one, I will do it because I just want to see another one, like I want another one, and, yeah. and this one seemed like a perfect opportunity to have um uh something that was a good sequel and at the same time uh different because of secret wars like now because what you want is you want old man Logan to go on a journey like like a road trip like he did the first time but you don't want to repeat the road trip you want him to go somewhere else so battle world lets us have him have a journey that he can't figure out until he gets to the end of the journey but the audience knows a little more than he does but not in an annoying way not that makes them look stupid Right. So uh and it, it's just a smorgasbord for Andreo because he gets to draw the, the the Savage Land and Age of Apocalypse and the Technopolis uh, sorry, yeah Technopolis, okay. and and and, and, and z- zombies and all kinds yeah. of stuff. So what well, what a what a fun thing for him that every every twelve pages it genre and, um, yeah. and 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 then obviously I think people. Know by now that the the point of the series is to get old man Logan to a place that he can actually pop out the other side and come to the Marvel Universe like Miles Morales is going to. And how exciting is that? Indeed, you get you get you get something cooler than Wolverine. You get you get you get Wolverine that has so much to to redeem for. Like it's so much so much in need of a second chance, and then getting one. How exciting.
0: I agree, and I also think uh, at, an, at a very interesting age, too, granted he can heal, but yeah, this is, it's, it, it's kind of what, again, what Mark did as opposed to, and, and taking nothing away from those, the end Wolverines that still just felt like, all right, it's Wolverine 20 years down the line. There, there just didn't seem to be the consequences that Mark, Built into Old Man Logan and what yeah. you guys, you know, and what you're what you're representing as well. Yeah. Uh, and no, I think I think it is. It's very interesting, and it's going to be interesting once Old Man Logan is part of the Six One Six. It's a it's 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 a good new direction for, and it still stays true to the core of Wolverine.
1: And and you know you know every couple of years I have to scratch my Leone itch, and it's always nice to find a place that it's appropriate. Because sometimes I do, and it's not appropriate.
0: So, Agreed. Yeah. No, it's cool. It's it's really it's very very interesting. And again, uh, as a contrast, but but uh, ultimate end is really fun because you know it's the last go around for a lot of these guys, and you're getting Tony with Tony, and uh, just everything that's going on as they're trying to, you know, fi- you know, stop. They're trying to stop the Tonys, and in the meantime, the Tonys are trying to save. You know, they they think they're trying to, I guess, save everybody with their plan yeah. and everything. And and
1: I will fl- flat out admit and I know that the the series itself is frustrating for some people.
0: In what way? But, well,
1: because and they're right to be frustrated because we haven't revealed everything about what's going on in this series yet. And mm-hmm. next issue you will it will be revealed like what is this? What is this part of the battle world? It's it's this mashup of Two Marvel universes Six. and and, yeah. and they're and they're at each other's throats and they're and they're and they and it's it's like it's like a brink of disaster at every turn and Hulk, right. Hulk versus Hulk and and yeah. uh, Tony <laughs> versus Tony and uh and, and Nick Fury's losing his shit and um and uh and, and hopefully uh, the reveal at the end will people go right. oh I got to go read that again okay I get it. So. Yeah, well,
0: well, exactly. And it's
1: different because so, so many of the other um, uh, Secret Wars books, including my other ones, flat out tell you what the rules of this part of the world are in the first few pages, and then we deal with it. Like in the, uh, Guardians of Nowhere, this is where Nowhere is, this is who's who, this is what's what. And in this one, we're saving that for the last few pages, which I understand can be frustrating some people are into it. They're like, dude, I don't even care. I'm just playing yeah. what I'm seeing. And other people are like, how is Cyclops in this? <laughs> so.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I understand. Well, and also, you know, you've got the ominous form of the Punisher, doing the ultimate Punisher, yeah. and, and in a familiar role yeah. as a previous story and stuff for those who maybe aren't caught up. Uh no I like it and I and I like uh, yeah I'm one of those well, people that uh, it's like yeah fine babe lay it on me I'm enjoying the conversations and and what's leading up to this fifth issue
1: well it's funny because I got okay, I got one um, not a hate letter but a, a upset letter <laughs> of uh, um I I've waited my whole life for Punisher versus Punisher how could you do that and I'm like what did you think the end of Punisher versus Punisher was going to be
0: <laughs> yeah really.
1: One of them was going to die <laughs> this is, uh, by knife or bullet. Someone was getting it, so it was just it was just funny. Like, what, what did you think they were going to arm wrestle? I mean, you know,
0: <laughs> that's true. Yeah. No, I like it. I uh, no, and I'm glad that you had a chance to have the interlude too with Peter and uh, Aunt May and uh, and uh, and Gwen.
1: Yeah, and I will say that uh, issue five is um, I think double sized. So, it's it's a big whopper of an end. Cool,
0: man. Yeah, and yeah, I don't know. You know, again, we we don't know what Miles just saw, but I'm sure all will be revealed. All
1: will be revealed. I I believe um, Secret Wars has to catch up with us before we get our fifth issue, but and that's coming
0: out next week, I believe, as we're talking. Good,
1: it is drawn, and when when it is appropriate, it will it will ship. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Very, very cool. No, I, I told Joe, and no lie, I, I think this is one of the more successful recent events. I, I, really, I, I really think it is living up to its potential. I, I, I,
1: um, I was very excited about – it's a very ballsy move. Basically, canceling the line and putting this other stuff out could backfire. You know what I mean? Um, but the idea of every tie-in being an event unto itself is very exciting. If people want to hop on, and they did, so it worked out.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now I'm blanking, because I know I've read your other Secret Wars books, did, but Uh you. it's
1: all man Logan, um, Ult- Ultimate and, and Guardians of Nowhere, which I'm oh, yes. with uh, Mike Diodato, and I'm, I'm having yeah, yeah. a lot of fun with that book. It's That's another, that's some gorgeous comic book artwork there. And Absolutely. we've introduced, um, two new, uh, cosmic villains into the into the pantheon I'm trying to be additive um this year and anywhere I can be, but one of my um mandates for guardians is 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 creating some uh new players for the field a lot you know there's you know there's a lot of Thanos <laughs> and so we want to, we want you know it's time to add it's time to add some more i know there's more than Thanos but there's it's time to add some more so
0: So is Yotat,
1: one of those... uh, Yotat the Destroyer is one of them, and the next one, um, Hala the Accuser, uh, she is coming. Uh, um, People have already seen her online, but you're going to find out what her deal is. Um, And uh, and that will pour out of that series into the new Guardian series I'm doing with Valerio. Awesome, man. Yeah, no, I'm excited. Which is also... Very very pretty comics. Uh, he just finished. Um, he just finished an issue, and it was it was really something. Excellent. And Ben Grimm joining the Guardians. Yep, right away. First few pages, you find out what he's doing there and why he's there, and 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 I, I think I think people will be happy to see him in this scenario because he um uh you know he he wanted to go in outer space. He wanted to be an astronaut. That was the whole deal. That's you know, true. That that was his his goal.
0: Had the point of being on Reed's initial mission, yeah.
1: absolutely. And and it, it got sidetracked by uh, fifty years of continuity. But um, uh, so him out in space where he wanted to be and um, where his look, uh, his his monstrous facade um, is is not an issue because everyone. is. Sure. You know, you're standing next to a talking tree and a raccoon and a big green guy, and it's like no one cares what you look like. So he gets to engage with people just on his own personality and, and, and not worry about that. So that's exciting. Also, um, our, our Ben Grimm will be wearing pants.
0: Aw. I'm sorry. That's good. I'm
1: sorry, John, but this this <laughs> ben will be wearing pants.
0: Blue Diaper, we hardly knew ye. Yeah.
1: No, no, I'm talking about the naked, you know... The,
0: oh, oh, that's true, like, the, yeah, the movie. Naked in the that. movie, yeah. Yeah, fuck that. Whatever. Good. <laughs> I'm sorry. And, I and you know, I really did love Chronicle. <laughs> I loved Chronicle. I truly did. But, yeah, I, I, I have to admit, and I have no skin in this game whatsoever.
1: No, neither do I. I none of-
0: but I, I, I gotta say, I'm really fucking happy that it's, it's, it's a bomb. I don't know. I just think it's... Ugh, I hate change... I don't know the details in terms of why they felt they needed to change. Obviously they weren't happy with their uh, their faithful adaptations, their the first two attempts, but to go to this extreme it just didn't make sense. I and again I still haven't seen I it. See I, it either. Of, I, I don't I
1: I I I don't know when I'll see it, but um yeah. Hey, you well, know what like, you'd like? You'd like uh, Mission Impossible is very good.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm hearing. it. I haven't had a chance to see it.
1: It's almost like a John le Carré novel. It's, it's it's very like um old fashioned spy thriller, cool stuff with a very outstanding cinematographer. I think you'd really dig it.
0: That's cool. Well, you know, I liked, I liked ghost protocol enough, but I really love three. I mean, my three, three
1: three three. is really something, but, but this one is up there with three. And I, I think, well, ghost protocol. I don't know. I, maybe I was just in the mood or whatever, but I fucking love that movie so much. And I, I mean, it's um, the, the same cinematographer as ghost protocol. it's, just gorgeous. So, um, yeah. I think, no, I'll get to I it. I mean, it just, it's just watching Tom Cruise hang off the side of a plane for absolutely no reason. There's no reason for him to be doing this other than he clearly wants to die making a movie. Yeah, you, you
0: wonder. You really In do wonder. In
1: his 50s. Yeah. And he's hanging off a plane when, it, 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 again, it's a cool shot. But if you would have been CGI, I would not have known the difference. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know. There's, I mean, it's, it's kind of cool that it's real.
1: It is cool that it's real. It is cool that it's real. It's also insane.
0: Oh, I agree. You know, I, and while we're in movies, it suddenly occurs to me because we uh, – I forgot to mention this when we were talking about Old Man Logan – it has kind of a mad max feel to it again and it always did with 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 mark's version but it's kind of nice that it comes out the same year as uh, fury road and everything
1: absolutely movie.
0: so that's kind of interesting yeah uh,
1: are you talking about old man logan in the comic yeah yeah i um i uh and, I, I i not obviously had written old man logan and it was drawn way before we had seen mad max so i was like cool
0: yeah just uh, it's just got that kind of again i mean battle world is very different than Then the world of Mad Max, but he just got that.
1: Yeah, both of us were very, uh, very influenced by Sergio Leone westerns. There's a lot. Sure, I think there's it's that more than anything.
0: Okay, and that makes sense. I think you know, yeah,
1: we're stealing from the same places.
0: That's awesome. No, that's 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 very cool. Um, So yeah, no, Guardians of Nowhere, very interesting, and I, uh, I no, I'm I am interested, and also uh, interested to see you know. I haven't read uh, Sam's book this week yet with uh, Star Lord and Kitty.
1: He's having fun.
0: Well, he knows how to write him. He did good with Black Mirror. And that everything.
1: man's having fun. Can I explain to you that he shaved. Or his vortex, head? black. Let's vortex. Let's talk about Sam Humphreys. Do you know he shaved his head?
0: No. What the hell? He
1: shaved his. I'm so offended.
0: That's the best jufrö I know of. He
1: has he has a <laughs> tremendous amount of hair, and <laughs> and he shaved it almost like to spite me or something. Like, because we ha. shaved it, and then we got together for dinner, like, the next day. It was already, like, almost all going back in. <laughs> like, <fuck laughs> you. How about that? How about you go fuck That's yourself?
0: hilarious. I'm stunned. It was like him coming out of an episode of The White Shadow or something like that, or Room 222. Isn't Every time I'd see Sam, it's like, it's 1973. It's Sam Humphreys. <laughs> That's awesome.
1: I think I made uh, one too many alum Fao jokes. He looks like the guy... Um, from Party Rock, Party <laughs> rocking know, in the me. house tonight. He looks like oh, that.
0: Oh, yeah, that, I do. Yes, that's okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I, I, a I make that joke every six hours, and I think I got to him.
0: I'm not going to recognize him if he's at a con and I don't see it with his hair. His
1: back every night. And he has to shave it again every day. So if he just decides not to shave it again, it's fine.
0: Uh, he should do a Larry Fine. He could. He could totally do a Larry Fine. <laughs> I'm just saying.
1: The ladies love a Larry Fine.
0: <laughs> how you doing? Can I buy you dinner?
1: <laughs> Dear Diary, if only I could meet a Larry Fine.
0: <laughs> <And> That's <laughs> outstanding. Yep. Very cool, man. No, I uh, Secret Wars is great, and I and I I, I have no idea how it's going to end. I love. Uh, is it, yeah, it, it going
1: to end? I was unclear. Okay. okay. <laughs>
0: Well, I don't know. We're getting all new, all different. Yeah, that's right. You know, and and I I said before we uh, last time I talked to you was or last time you were on a word balloon was uh, the telephone press conference for all new, all different Iron Man, cool. Invincible Iron Man. Yeah.
1: yeah, and how about that? Now that people seen that, boy oh boy, David Marquez, yeah, big ass, son, son. Yeah. I love this man. I love him.
0: No, it's cool, and and, and you know. Second Iron Man book? What's the status of that?
1: Um, not for, it's not soon. Um, we're not even starting that until the winter. Okay. Uh, this book is going to land on its feet and do its thing and reveal the need for the second book and then the second book. For people oh, okay. that are confused about it, let me explain why. Yeah, there, is, there is something that you'll see at the end of the first issue that will make you go, oh, okay, I get it. Because it, there's a whopper that we're not sh- we're not showing anybody, and um, and it will reveal like something that's worth a second book. But here's here's why I asked for a second book. And a book like Iron Man, which they were hoping would sell, and the orders are good. They they you know they like to double ship, and that's fine. That's their job to double ship. But I but I but what I would like is for David Marquez to be able to do as long a run on Iron Man uninterrupted as he would like to do. And the way he's drawing, that he's got to be monthly. So I said, sure. instead of double shipping Iron Man, let's do two different series and let both artists have a run, and authorship of the series. Because what happens, and it happened on X, X-Men, where it ships a lot, and that's cool. Mm-hmm. I get it. But, you know... Stewart would have to skip stories. Right. And then he'd come back in and go, wait, what like he would he would he would disconnect the storyteller and then you have to get him back up to speed. Because stuff would happen in his absence. And and it, it doesn't it doesn't let the um the, the artist have the same amount of authorship as the writer. And I, and I I like a run. You know what I mean? I like I like um I like when an artist and writer sit and do a run, obviously. And sure. And uh, um, <laughs> he, and, uh, and and I think David Marquez deserves a run on Iron Man, uninterrupted, with, with uh, uninterrupted by fill-ins unless he—that's what he wants. So with, the, totally. with with these two series, Marvel gets what they need, and um, creatively we get what we need. So I think it works out good. But that being I- said, we are double shipping the first two issues.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well and there's obviously enough lead time to get yeah, it to do we, that. So.
1: Yeah, we've been working on them for uh months and months now, so
0: that's cool. I'm I'm interested to see what we've learned about the armor in terms of that it can camouflage and change colors mm-hmm. and look appropriate for whatever the appropriate job is because I've always appreciated, and in fact, we even see it in Ultimate End uh, Issue Four, and it's a, it's a regular trope. I've always liked the room of, of the various armors. Yeah,
1: and have seen it, and, uh, and I I did it years and years ago, um, and we've seen it, and now it's been in the movie. Now it's time to put it away, and do something else sure. equally cool. And I think Issue Three, you're going to see something. Um, uh, with the armor that David wrote me and said, "Ooh, this I this is this is uh, fun to draw. I've not seen this before." And I'm like, "Yeah, this is cool. That's cool. Yeah."
0: And I like his design. I I I def- again because I'm 85, I default to the <laughs> the original. You like uh, the one
1: with the nose and the roller skates. Uh,
0: you know which one? Uh, which one I really like? Honestly, I had uh, the late great Dick Ayres of the original Marvel bullpen draw me that very brief mid-60s armor where the faceplate comes up in the points. Mm-hmm. I think it was Avengers 3. I think it's the issue where Hulk leaves the Avengers. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, You know, yeah, I because, uh, yeah, I love, no, I love the original Golden uh, golden Red. And, yeah, you know, give me give me Gene Cole and Iron Man any day or, and stuff like that. And even, yeah, what I liked, not the, the roller skates, was uh, Tuska kind of had the nose in the faceplate. George Tuska. Oh,
1: yes, he did. Yes, he did.
0: Yeah, which I always no, I always like that. And I'm
1: I know, and I, I know. love all that stuff too. But I I am definitely a Bob Layton, John Romita Jr. Uh, Iron Man. Is that the red and white? Yeah, no, that's and go red. But just you know, yeah, classic Zippetone. I like, I like Zipitone face and sure um, <laughs> and and all that stuff. And I've I've referenced you know issues like 140 through 160 like so so often. That's it's kind of like my, like, the, what I think is perfect Iron Man, you know. uh uh-huh. So, so we're That's gonna we're cool. gonna do what we can do, do some new stuff, get this get this guy going, get him some uh, new villains that David has designed and um, and new love interests and new uh, armor and like a new status quo and uh, but but at the same time it's all it's all it's all Tony.
0: That's cool. No, I, I look forward to how you're going to expand the story. I think yeah. that's a great opportunity. And like you say, I mean, yeah, we've seen we've seen the classic tropes and everything, and people have done wonderful things. God, I, including yourself, obviously, Tony in space, no, his time with the Guardians that, and everything.
1: Fraction killed it.
0: Oh, absolutely. Kiernan. Really
1: cool stuff, and yeah, they're, 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 it's not like anyone's been making bad Iron Man comics. Oh yeah. Really.
0: Oh no, I that's agree.
1: Happening at all. So I'm just, uh, in, in fact, it's. Uh, it breaks my show business rule of you know following people that were killing on the book is you know you want to follow people who fucked it up and right. uh um, <laughs> you know no that's I learned that from sure take a book that's about to get cancelled you are know, not not a book that's doing well and right. uh and so i um uh yeah i i'm 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 relieved about the orders because I have no control over it mm-hmm. and and uh and and you know expectations are always weird. Like I have no expectations, but people around me have expectations that I have no control over. Boo hoo, wham wham. But I'm <laughs> but I'm relieved, and now we get to going, and now it looks like we get to do a lengthy run, and we're going to make a meal out of it.
0: I'm excited. No, and I, I'll be talking to Marquez uh, as we get closer and everything, and uh, I get to see more visuals. I, I want to. Uh, I'll, I'll definitely want to touch. And then
1: he'll drop a couple yalls on him. That, that's what he does. He's got that Texas.
0: <laughs> David's been on before, absolutely, man. No, he's
1: great. I'm slowly turning him Jewish, though. I can feel it.
0: Well, they transplanted to uh, Portland, right?
1: Yes, we. Um, they 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 live nearby us, and um, our wives are very good friends. And nice. Uh, his wife and my twelve year old daughter are like inseparable.
0: I saw the picture. Yeah, that was They very just
1: cute. love each other to death, and it's nice when you you, you know when. You're working with someone and you like them. And because there's other people I work with who I do just equally as good work with. I don't know them at all. I, I don't know. I don't never speak to them. I don't like Stuart. I, mean, I never spoke to him in my life. And, uh, like two conversations total. Oh, no, just, that's what he wanted. So I was like, I'm, yeah. I'm cool. I, I have enough friends, you know, so, um, oh, well, you're, you're, you're miles away. It's, you know, yeah, but, but you, you know, I, I, I offer as much as the person needs. And and, and, but with David, he came up to visit, and then they bought a house here, and then they lived here, and they were friends, and then 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 the the families become friends, and all of a sudden you're family, and you get together, you have dinner, it's nice, and then and then and then you get to like just find out what challenges the other person, and then give that to them. Like David is a very eager for a challenge, and you want to offer him all of that. And and that's what Iron Man is for us.
0: That's excellent. Like you know, and yeah.
1: all this other nonsense with Marvel and what they want from it, and what you know, we have goals, personal goals about about this that we want to achieve creatively. So
0: that's excellent. He he came on when uh, he and R.J. Ryan were doing the joiners for Arkea. Yes. And uh, yeah, no, and and him just being so psyched about doing a 3D book and everything was
1: he really fascinating. Forever.
0: Yes, he did. Yeah, they, to check they did. it out if they haven't. It's an excellent book. Excellent book, and yeah, once and go back to the uh, word balloon inter- interview that I do with them. Good stuff. Um, Is
1: it true that all the word balloons are available on iTunes and that there's a whole like 500 episodes, for yeah, people to watch and listen to anytime they want?
0: It's true. Just come to uh, WordBalloon.com or I- iTunes.
1: That's exciting.
0: It's, it's all true. And, uh, yeah, by all means, check out the uh, – that's the great thing about the Word Balloon interviews. The 2006 interviews are almost as interesting as the 2015
1: ones. Yeah, oh. no, I, 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 I've been posting on Tumblr the archives of our tapes together so people can go back and listen to me uh, say things that I've clearly uh, backtracked on.
0: It's true. Nine years, all true. Uh, that's awesome. What are you co-writing with Wade for All New, All Different? I'm
1: not co-writing, um, but what, what are you doing? Ma- Miles is on the Avengers. Oh, that's true. Um, pl- plotting Miles' place in the Marvel universe, uh, and, and, and as an Avenger and as a new member of the Marvel universe is uh, you know something that has to be collaborated on. And uh, the dude, you know, the dude's, uh, as you know, he's very, very giving in this area. You know, he really treats people the way he wants to be treated, so.
0: That's good, yeah. and I'm glad. No, I, no, hey man, I respect the hell out of both of you, and I do. I get excited when really good or interesting writers get together and, and do something together, and, and, and I know both of you have collaborated in that sense before. On various uh, books and stuff. Hey, uh, are you excited for Secret Warriors kind of popping up in uh, Shield?
1: Uh, want- I, I'm I'm um, immensely flattered by how much of my crap ends up on that show. Uh, <laughs> I uh, like like Victoria Hand making it to TV before Wonder Woman got a movie is crazy.
2: So, um, <laughs>
1: Uh, I I I don't know those guys at all. I I I told Jeff I'd like to like send over like a platter of donuts or something, uh, just to say thank you. It's it's just truly lovely, um, uh, you know how how, how, yeah. how much they 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 dig the stuff and find interesting ways to do it. I love I love Daisy Johnson so much, you know, and that's one of my favorite things. And yep. she's on she's got a TV show.
0: Crazy. I know it's crazy i that that's pretty hilarious, no when she did become Daisy, and every sky becomes Daisy, this is all true, yeah, and
1: and it's funny because I forgot who I was talking to you, but someone mentioned, oh yeah, that Brian helped create her, and they didn't believe it like I, like how there's too many things on t v that i had and, and I go, I go, yeah, it's, it's weird, it's weird, I'm just glad truthfully and i I'll, I'll and you know this, and you've talked to there's a lot of creators who either this happened after they died or they're in their elder years. You know what I mean? I'm very happy that I'm lucid during this.
0: I understand.
1: All right. I know because you fully expect, all right, this stuff, if any of this stuff ever finds its way into movies or TV shows, I'll be 70. Right. For me and other friends of mine, uh, it's happening while we're still making the com like while we're actively making the comics, they're they're being adapted and that's that's truly lovely, truly absolutely yeah. And it's exciting and I got to say from behind the scenes, what it makes us want to do is do do more, like try to like do more than they can do, right? And then and then uh, like, so it's a very it's very good kind of competition to everyone trying to make better stories, and then the audience gets better stuff. So,
0: No, I understand. And, I, and also it kind of uh, feeds back into the comics, both in the terms of you guys trying to do better, but also I do like that ideas suddenly seem to kind of translate back and forth. I mean, I, I really, whether it was just pure osmosis or you guys really paying attention to Robert Downey Jr. and stuff, you know, it's it's really hard to think of someone else or some other voice as Iron Man or demeanor that that Tony Stark has, and I I don't know I don't know I don't know which came first because I get it that it came from the source material, but then he put his spin on it, and I had this conversation I don't know if we talked about this, but I asked I asked Jeff about it like. What happens? Because we saw Shatner as as James Kirk. There, I mean, you know, no. Chris Pine does fine, but really, at the end of the day, William Shatner was Captain Kirk for you know sixty, you know, thirty years or whatever. And it's like as as Downey gets older, it's going to be interesting to see what the Marvel movies do. And certainly with Remote Armor, he could be a sixty-five year old Tony Stark mm-hmm. if if he wants to be. And and, it, it's, and and also, you know, please, I mean, you know, we've, we've gone through five or six James Bonds, so it's not unheard of to recast, but it is interesting that, like, the persona of the actor is imprinted on the comic book character, and I wonder, you know, what, what the solution is or what, what the evolution is, both on screen and in the comics, when the actor gets older
1: yeah and, or, so, or walks away. We'll see. It's certainly a high pass problem. That, yeah, they're supposed to successful, but you know, I mean, I'm sure there was a time where people couldn't imagine anybody being James Bond but Sean Connery,
0: right? You know,
1: you don't know. I don't know, like, but in any right, and Robert might be able to play it well, well into his old old age. I, I don't know. If, he, if he wants, um, yeah, I mean, no one's looking, no, you know, no, no one's looking for anybody else. But it's um, um, for the comics, it's interesting though because. There, there are certain characters, like, I think we were hearing Patrick Stewart's voice as Professor X decades before he actually became Professor X. Uh-huh. Like, I think, like, we saw him on Star Trek and that's immediately what people started to hear. And um, Robert's voice isn't what I hear when I'm writing Tony. Um, but... You know, having I think it's safe to say that the creative committee was like I, I guess because creative committee became the creative committee around the Iron Man movies, right? Like, like it was after the first movie where they put us together officially, and Iron Man Two was really like the first thing the creative committee really was was there for, and because I get to see cuts of the movies that are different. See, I, I find you're, you're, like,
0: you, you dropped out for a second. You said you get to see cuts that are different than what the a public sees.
1: Yeah, I, I'll, we'll just see like different drafts of cuts, and like there was sure. a draft, and I've talked about this in other places, but there was a draft of Iron Man three, which was an experience that I enjoyed immensely because I'm a huge Shane Black fan, and I wanted to see how he did his shit, right? Right. And there was a draft where the last shot of the movie was him picking up that screwdriver. Uh-huh. looking at it and smiling. And I loved that shot. It's still in the movie. Yes. Uh, the last shot, it was like, oh, shit, what's he going to do now? Like, right. like, he could look at a screwdriver and see the whole future of the world, right? Right. Um, and, you know, the, like that line with Superman, like some people can read the the wrapper of a chewing gum and, and, and see War and Peace, and other people can't even figure out how to make gum, right? So, right. um he picks out this, 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 um, this, this screwdriver and, and, and smiles because he knows what to do next. And I, I loved it. Loved it. And, and, and when I was thinking about what my Iron Man would be, I thought about that screwdriver. And you actually see the screwdriver in that preview that's out, uh, right now because I, like, it, it, it is my continuation of that.
0: I hear
2: you.
1: Mindset, um, but you know, it's like, but it's not like my like, Iron Man four or anything like that. But but I, I just like, there, there's parts of that character that they do in the movie that I just adore. That I love the futurist that sits alone in this basement trying to figure out what to do next. I I love that. Probably because that's what I do all
0: day. I understand. While we're talking about the Marvel movie panel, I I wonder with Ant Man, what I liked about it was that the mix of Peyton Reed, Edgar Wright, Adam McKay all seems to be in there. And I don't need to know and I and I guess Peyton Reed is on the record of saying, "Oh yeah, that's something that, you know, Edgar had in the in his original story. Mm-hmm. That's something that Adam had." But putting it all together, I don't know what how much of that as, you know, uh, an ob- observer's vantage point you had, but I really thought it was interesting and succeeded in a way that it didn't necessarily work in that film AI that you and I have talked about before, the Spielberg movie mm-hmm. that started off as a, Kramer, uh, or a Kubrick movie that Spielberg finished. It was just fun as a film fan going, oh, I bet that's a Kubrick moment. I bet that's a Spielberg moment. And just seeing that these two very different people put a movie together. And again, you get flashes of Adam McKay and Edgar Wright and, and, and Peyton Reed. And I, and I just think it's interesting how on the one level, it's a very successful Marvel adventure movie, but it has these interesting uh, left-field comedy moments that really did work.
1: And I, I, I thought I, that was... There's not much... like I have, I'm, I'm on NDA and a lot of this stuff, and sure. truthfully, I wasn't involved in any meeting or any situation that involved who ended up writing and directing that movie. Uh, but I did read every draft uh, from the very first draft that they gave us years ago. Uh, wow. So I, I did get to read the Edgar Wright drafts and I did get to read um, the, the more modern stuff and, and it was as fascinating a journey as any project has had over there and I was happy that the the results uh, was a good one. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. It, it, and it's fascinating. I'll, 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 the, the closest I can... I can relate it to, you You know, you know, I've, I've posted it on Tumblr a few times, and we've talked about it here. In, in Comic Scene Magazine years ago, they had that drawing of the Hulk, and they had four inkers ink the drawing. Do you know what I'm talking about?
0: No, but I love it, and I can see yeah, that I'm, being. I, I, I can uh, appreciate Tumblr. the scenario. I'll
1: retumble oh. it tomorrow.
0: So oh, great. To it. So it I follow the, you. Yeah, shame on me.
1: I was in high school, and it was, um, I believe, a John Buscema Hulk. And they gave it to four of the best inkers in the world Tom Palmer, Klaus Jansen, uh, two other people. And they, they just inked the pencils. And it showed you how much an inker can a- a- affect a pencil. Sure. Right? And, but they're all drums of the Hulk, they're all equally good. But look, look at all the different flavors just from a different line, uh, uh, line weight, right? Sure. And then that's that's the way I I look at at these these drafts. They were all interesting, they were all cool, uh, and and you just had to pick the flavor that you liked the best. You know, Kevin picked the flavor that he that he he wanted. So sure. Yeah.
0: No, did you see it? Have you seen the? I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah, I you know no, I I I think it's great, and Michael Pena was hilarious. That, yeah, I mean you that know. was
1: cool that yeah, and and I, and I also thought uh, Michael Douglas in a very Michael Douglas yeah uh, he brought <laughs> brought an immense amount of gravitas to uh, to the role I thought I thought he he sold it like an old school movie star man you know
0: yeah and it, no and it, it's God it really opened some interesting possibilities it, it would be great to see I I just love the whole fact I mean the 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 tie-ins to with, um, you know, the, the, the Marvel TV universe. I, I, I you know, it's only been three or four weeks, so I don't want to be an asshole. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, and I guess it is out there if people want to know it, but...
1: Uh, and, and, and when that man says, Hell, you go, oh, my God, how did I see that coming?
0: <laughs> but, but it's cool that between the movies and the TV uh, shows, like Agent Carter, there's a real opportunity for us to see a Cold War superhero story. Should they ever want to do it? And it's just, and, you
1: know, and honestly, it's just nice to see a shared universe that, um, just like the comics on their best day, that yes. you don't need to see everything to not have a good. You can just watch on its own and have a good time, or if you're watching everything like us, like a big pile of nerds, there's an extra level of excitement of, of absolutely pieces together. Go, so, oh, yeah. that's the dude from the, the other thing. You know, and, and and honestly, if I was like, I mean, it's for me now, but like, I mean, I, I, it's hard not to imagine the 17 year old, uh, who's just completely digging this stuff for the first time and putting all the pieces together. How fucking exciting is this? Yeah. This is all happening out there, you know? And again, I watched my daughter reverse engineering jokes off of a wet, hot American summer (laughs) notebook. And, uh, and, 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 you know, you've, you know, you remember doing that. You did that. You would take apart a radio show, trying to figure out the pieces. You know, and uh, it's um, it's 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 fun to think of um, the next generation of writers and directors and comic book artists and writers that are watching these movies and these TV shows, all connecting, and what their next elevation of the material is going to be when they get here.
0: Yeah, I agree. You know that's good, and I and I'm glad you're pointing it that way because um, I just had Rob Meyer Burnett on, who made Free Enterprise.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know,
0: and I, I love that movie, and he's he's doing a, a Star Trek fan film that looks amazing, and they've got all these. Oh, is that
1: wind. the one with Chekhovs in it?
0: No, it's it's called Axinar, and uh, Tony Todd is uh, playing a, a Starfleet commander. It's about Captain Garth who was the crazy captain in the original series where they're on uh, uh, an asylum planet that has crazy people and uh, Garth can shape shape, shapeshift. Yvonne DeCarlo, uh, Batgirl, or Yvonne Craig, rather, is uh, a green chick in it and everything. But Captain Garth was this great Starfleet captain 20 years before Kirk's time. He's studying him in the academy. He's one of his heroes. And this is one of his original battles against the Klingons. Richard Hatch plays... The Klingon leader, the Klingon warrior, uh, Kate Vernon from Galactica is a Starfleet captain.
1: I feel and I feel you. dreamt this. I don't feel this is. real.
0: I know, but it really is. And honestly, <laughs> there's a 20 there's a 20 minute online YouTube uh, in their fictional story documentary. Everyone's in character in this documentary, and it, it's the it's the events that lead up to the movie that they're making. And uh, it's great. It, and honestly, I'm a hu- I'm much more of a Star Trek guy than I'm a Star Wars guy. I like Star Wars a lot, but I have to say, if I had to pick one, I, I grew up as a Trek guy, and I am a Trek guy. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, Rob was lamenting and wondering if the next generation doesn't isn't interested in that pre-Star Wars from from you know going way back to the 30s to you know to Logan's Run, I guess would be the best way to put it in and, and bookends and everything, but all that stuff that we devoured, because sci-fi was sci-fi, and we liked even The Day the Earth Stood Still and the old stuff, mm-hmm. and could find, you know, and were patient, and knew that they were from previous, you know, decades, but could, like, learn from it and stuff. And I understand you're saying that they're looking at the stuff that's coming out now and, and getting inspired by it. Um, but yeah, I, I, it just makes yeah, me have a little more hope for the young
1: nerds. Yeah, you and, and here, here's what we have discovered, and, and I've been saying this around uh, we live in a culture right now where what was cult is now mainstream. Right. So of all of my daughter's friends, and I'm, I'm not going to go with my lunatics, but and I'm going to go with a bunch of 12-year-olds 12, 12 that I I see every day okay. and what they're into. Uh, one of my daughter's friends is obsessed with the movie, uh, fuck not Rumblefish. What was it?
0: Uh, the Outsiders. The
1: Outsiders. She's obsessed with The Outsiders. Like my daughter bought her an Outsiders poster for her, her birthday. And she, sure. Like she loves The Outsiders, right? Who would have guessed that there's any kid in the world right now into The Outsiders? Yes, yeah. Right? <laughs> and every, every other one of these kids, they, they're, 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 they're just going into the culture and plucking out the things that they want. And some of them are into this and some of them are into that. And, and, and because of Netflix and blah, 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 there's all these things just available to them. And they try it out and, and they're seeking for things that speak to them and music and movies and television. And they make their own – ma- they basically make their own network and do their own thing. So nothing's off the table. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it's pretty fucking interesting to me. That everyone's kind of making their own entertainment. It's It's pretty cool, you know? And, and, uh, not even talking about the fact that millions of teenagers are just watching YouTube shows and nothing else. There's nothing else they're watching. It's fascinating.
0: I completely agree. Yeah. No, and like I said, unch- Uncharted Waters, absolutely, man. We
1: will see, and, and, and the culture moves very quickly now in a way it did not back in your day with, with the phon- with the phonograms and the, <laughs> and the, the, the vaudeville. But, uh, um, <laughs> the Victrola. <laughs> but but, but <laughs> hilariously, is there a difference between vaudeville and a YouTube show? No. No? No, absolutely it's not. It's interesting to me. It's interesting to me. We'll see we'll you, see where we go
0: well and the, and again as you say the culture moves faster and that's because the vaudeville act literally had to go from Sheboygan to Hoboken to Minneapolis and and do his act there whereas the YouTube Catholic in its balls all right we've the tw- 12 million of us saw it this week all right no, what no, do you got now not even
1: the Catholic in its balls it's a kid in their room with sure. 25 million subscribers I'm talking about those shows
0: well, that's true too. Yeah, you're right about They're that. Making that's
1: their true. own comedy and, and, and with more more subscribers than any network show has right now, that's twice what very- Walking Dead has. These, these kids have. You know, yeah. It's fascinating yeah. to me, and we'll we'll see and we'll see what comes out of that. You know, and of course, Hollywood and agencies are going to try to grab onto it and win, monetize it, and it does, but does that ruin it? You know what I mean? once someone tries yeah. to make yes. money off their YouTube channel, does it fuck it up? I don't know. It's, it's, it just, it's fascinating. Um, yes. and we'll, and we'll see where it goes, but I, I watch very carefully how my kids consume media and their friends consume media. And, um, the other day we were, Oh yeah. Uh, my daughter was here in my apartment and, uh, I don't have a DVR in here cause I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I don't know. And, um, and she put on the Disney Channel, and she saw that this movie she wanted to see is coming up in half an hour. And she said, "Oh, go to that." And I said, "No, we can't. We have to wait. It's, this is live television." And she went, "What? Like, like, like? None of my kids know what it's like to wait for a show to come on. <laughs> That's not the world they live in." I understand. And the D V and the DVDs in my wall in my office are like, uh, are, are look to them like my mom's 8-tracks looks like to me.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. It's an on-demand world, and you're, you're not equipped for it.
1: Yeah, and we were listening to the radio, my four-year-old goes, play it again. I go, no, honey, that was live radio. Play it again! There's <laughs> 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 no idea what I'm saying.
0: Well, hey, man. Uh, you know, yeah, we can rap. I don't, I mean. No, I got I gotta, we, I, gotta,
1: I, gotta I, have a, I have a job. I gotta go to bed. I understand. I gotta get up in the morning. Go to work. <laughs> it's. It's Friday night, but that's no, okay. a. Lot of that stuff to work. So no, no. I was very good to talk to you. I love you, and I love your podcast. Right and back, I, just... um, I hope you do this more often.
0: Hey, you know it. Hey. You know, send up the bat signal. No, yeah. honestly, you're the one that's like straddling two cities, if you'll pardon the expression. Ew. And yeah, I know. <laughs> Bend over. <laughs> Bend over, Portland. Here I come. Exactly. <laughs> but no, uh, yeah, if your schedule allows, obviously. Um, there's obviously no set date yet for, uh, the series coming back. I know it'll be 2016. No, I
1: know what the date is. It is in, it's in springtime of, uh, 2016.
0: Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when, uh, when Iron Man is up and right, when after, uh, Uncanny 600 comes out, if you want to talk then or, sure. you know, yeah, sure, whenever yeah. whenever your
1: schedule, no, ever, I will, hey, uh, I will call you from Atlanta from the set of powers.
0: Excellent. Uh, all man. right, we'll, boo boo. Good job. I Thank think, you for uh, checking in with the kids. I'm excited
1: for um, quotes of this being taken out of context and for people yelling at us.
0: Agreed. All right, there you go. It's another Bendis Tapes in the books, and I hope you enjoyed it. I, uh, for people that are frustrated and were hoping for more information, we can only shrug and, uh, you know, sometimes, uh, the corporate world and legal documents are a little more binding than what fans want to know. I mean, God, I know Kevin Smith and Josh Trank kind of, uh, faced a similar situation, uh, regarding the Fantastic Four film. Um, not quite similar, but you know what I mean. In terms of, uh, obviously there's a lot of details that I'm sure, uh, fans want to know and uh Trank wasn't in a position to talk about it right then. Um Bendis is uh facing a similar situation and um you know I I really do hope that things flesh out for the better because I stand by my statement as I'm sure most of us feel that uh, these Marvel movies are great because of the involvement of the comic book people. The Marvel television that is doing so well, I think is great because of the involvement of the comic book people. And um you know we we've seen case in point Fantastic 4 other failures as well, both from uh, Marvel and—or I shouldn't say from Marvel Films, but from other studios that have either had Marvel properties or other companies' properties not succeed with their comic book films. Jonah Hex, not a lot of DC involvement. Yeah, not too good of a movie. Catwoman, need I say more? Electra, you know, there's a big list. So, uh, but I'm glad that uh, at least Brian was able to tell us what he could. And uh, everyone's got to sit down with their little uh, Zabruder film, uh, you know, clue kit and put the facts together as best you can. Make up your own minds. But again, it's all speculation until something official comes from Marvel. That'll do it from this edition of Ward Balloon. I hope you enjoyed it. I did. Uh, it was brought to you by the Cincy Comic Con happening uh, September 12th and 13th at the Northern Kentucky Convention Center. Uh, that's in Covington, Kentucky. It's next weekend. Please join us. If you're in the military, once again, uh, admission is free. If you can uh, just provide your, uh, you know, present your discharge papers or your military ID, your current military ID, they will let you in. And uh, enjoy the day, man, because and that's happening on Sunday. The, the con is Saturday and Sunday, the 12th and 13th. Um, and I've got Brian Ewing, Steve Lieber, Cameron Stewart, Brendan Fletcher um, – Chris Robertson is going to be there. Matt Sturgis and Bill Willingham. Uh, Jeremy Bastion, Ryan Brown, Cullen Bunn, Chris Burnham, Sean Crystal. Sean Crystal and I are going to be doing a podcast panel. I can't wait for that to happen. Ming Doyle is there. Sarah Dyer is there. Uh, Kyle Hotz, uh, Jim Mafood. Man, I'm telling you, Mike Norton, Rick Remender, Jeff Parker, in fact, Rick and Tony Moore and Mike Hawthorne will be doing a 10th anniversary uh, celebration of Fear Agent, the excellent series they did. The great Ray Fox is going to be there. Man, I just can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. Next weekend, Cincy Comic Con, the uh, 12th and 13th. Uh, in Cincinnati, actually in Covington in northern Kentucky at the Northern Kentucky Convention Center, One West River Center Boulevard in Covington. And if you've got any uh, questions about the show, uh, check out the website, cincycomiccon.com. Thanks again for listening to Word Balloon. Thank you, League of Word Balloon listeners, for your continued support. I truly appreciate it more great conversation men i i got to say this has really been one of the more exceptional streaks of interesting uh, conversation with people who have never been on before returning guests with very interesting uh, conversation and thoughts and uh, i thank my uh, my guests for uh, the access and uh, the willingness to talk and, uh, you know, have good dialogue. And uh, I hope you're enjoying this neat uh, programming that you're getting on Word Balloon. Even more on the way through this month, September and beyond. I'll be in New York Comic Con as well in the, uh, October. And uh, just more great programming coming up from Word Balloon in the weeks ahead. Please stay tuned. Until next time, Word Balloon is a copyright feature of Shaky Productions. Copyright 2015.